Welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. All right, welcome to another episode of Morelia Python Radio. This is episode 467, and tonight we are joined by Brian Hayes, and we're going to be talking, obviously, carpet pythons. And also, Owen, mm. one of your favorites. Mm. One of your favorites. Mm. Pituophis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is a that is a colibri. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I am. Aren't you um, so proud of me? I am. Good I job am. You did well. Um, yeah, Collier cool. Brid. I'm, yeah. I'm joining you. I'm joining you. Yeah, do I, it. I'm, Just I'm, do I, it. We Just, can't no longer. No, we can't. A house divided against itself will yes. never stand. So <laughs> I will. I will give this one to you. Thank you. As long as you call IJ's Poplins. Never. You do it. <laughs> I will call them. How I, do you say it again? Collier Brid. Collier Brid. Yeah. Okay. That's it. I'm in. I'm in. No. Sign me up. I've drinking. I've drinking the Kool Aid. I'll start calling Bradley. Bradley. Again. Well, you used to. Past Owen used to. I don't know what happened. What happened to Past oh, Owen? Who hurt oh, you? Past Owen. No. <laughs> what happened what to happened him? Past Owen? I don't know. Dear, oh dear. Well, I have some exciting news. As of the recording, I don't know when you're going to hear this episode. <laughs> Never. You sort of like have a bunch in the in the yeah uh, Jesus um in the archives here. It's weird because around. we've ne- This is this happens every once in a while now that we record where it's like we get so far ahead of ourselves we're like um I guess we'll just take two weeks off. It's like all right yeah that's, and, that's a good time <laughs> and it's weird because dude we're cranking towards the end of the season and it's just like oh oh all right <laughs> like maybe yeah. maybe this year's Christmas break is like. Four freaking weeks. It's like, all right. I think so. so. I'm trying to get there. What do you think? I think we should right, nail right. them all out, man. Dude, we I think we should. Right. I think I yeah. dude, tell me Take when the whole month of December off, man. Yeah, tell me when I can get hammered to do the holiday show easily. Hell yeah. Easily. We, we can do it like maybe next weekend or something. Yeah, that would work. Yeah. All right. But did you have to do it before Melissa moves in? Because I don't want her to see what happens at the holiday show. I gotta get her here for about a year first before I reveal oh, what yeah. that happened. Yeah, I mean like, yeah, no, dude, like yeah, yeah. The yeah. holiday show. Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because you might be airing grievances and she might be listening and you right. might take the wrong <laughs> grievance and that could get She'll you in trouble. That door, like, no. <laughs> I really hate these retics. And who the hell brings a turtle? <laughs> <laughs> brings a goddamn tortoise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then there's a scuffle and you don't hear anything. Yeah. yeah so, Owen, are you there? Oh, are God. She's killed him. Yeah. Um, so. But um, as of I, it's as of this episode, right. I'm finally adding. Rough scales. Do you have it in your? I don't have it yet. Oh, I don't have it yet. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm like almost there, but I'm at least excited that I'm getting. You do now know that the rest of the week I'm just going to be sending pictures of you, like with like me with mine. I'm like, oh, look how bumpy they are. Like it's yeah. I haven't this been. I haven't been this excited Mm. for a snake in a long time. It it's different. And it's and and it's it's different from the standpoint of that only a huge snake nerd would notice the difference. Like anybody else, like that one's brown. Fuck you. <laughs> there's, there's a difference. You go to hell. It's right. Like, and it, it's something, especially because um, I, I know you've been waiting for a long time, and I know you've been like you've listened to me rant and rave about them all the damn time, and you've seen mine a bunch of times. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, I've seen. I remember. I remember the first time that I saw them was at yeah. Carpet Fest. Yeah, you know that was when nobody had them except like two people. Yeah, 
And uh, I remember, I remember it was it was me, Balin. I think you were there. Um, I don't know if you were in the room when I was seeing them, but I know you were there. And um, was this at my house? No, oh, no, no, no. This the, was the Howard. Yeah, it was the one. The baby. Remember when they auctioned yeah. them up? Yeah, that was my first time seeing them in person as well. Yes, and it was like killing me. Man, and I thought that I'm like I saved all my money, and then like within like bid number two, I was like, "That's all my money." <laughs> well, <laughs> shit, <laughs> and they still they still went for like I want to say they went for below like three thousand, oh, way below. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the time, weren't they like maybe six grand for the pair? Like, yeah, they were like four grand each. Yeah, six to eight. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. So. I, I guess, like, for me, you know, I've always held off on that because, right. I don't know, I was like, you know, I always had it, and I, 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 don't, I don't know why I've held off so much. My thinking, I've always held off on getting diamonds. Why? Eric has diamonds. <laughs> like, I don't know. Why yeah, do I, I guess that's probably it. Do that? like, you Knowing know, that you would breed them at some point. So I failed so miserably last year, you actually went to Brett and bought one. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. No, 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 no. It wasn't even that. It was like, you know, I was talking to him and I'm like, I said, you know, I, I will be patient, but right. I am a very impatient person when it comes to like something I want to like when I want to finish the when I when I want to complete the set. You know what I mean? Like I want to be what, I want to What are you going to do when the only thing left is Imbricata? And Owen Pelly? Well, that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is this when I think you'd be my, your most dangerous with potential smuggling? When like there's one left? Oh you... <laughs> no, 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 no! I would never go down that road. But, um, you know, I don't know if they're going to end up here. However, they end up here, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Listen, oh, you cornered me into a thing. I, I, will... I will pay this much for them. How they get here, I don't care. It's like, right. all right. I keep holding on to a to a to a prayer that you know one day Australia will be like, you know, we could make a ton of money if we just exported these snakes out of this place. A ton of money, a ton of money. You know, and it's funny because it's like you see on the thing, and I know you're the same way I am. You follow a bunch of snake catchers in Australia, and they're like, no, oh. no, they're crap. It pulled out of a thing. I'm like, look at it, it's nearly black, and they're like. Back to the woods, and I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no. Uh, I saw this one today that Crystal Lemmy sent me. Yeah, off the off the Fortitude. It was a video they found. That. I think it got hit by a car, similar similar to like that um, night tiger that we found, where it was yeah. still kind of alive, but yeah. like, but dude, the color and the pattern on this thing were nuts, and it looked like like a cross between an IJ and maybe a coastal or something. But like the color was nuts. It was like red. It was, it was wild. Right. And I'm looking at it and I'm going like, it's so crazy that like what we consider pure in the hobby and like, what's like pure in the wild. (laughs) Like if we saw that in the hobby, we would be like, no, how dare you with that dirty snake. It's all a cross or yeah, it's, and and it's, goes to show it's like and i love it because the general rule of thumb is when somebody asks what's in my carbon python it's we all you never know until you speak to the breeder but if you really really want to start splitting hairs down to like a microscopic level does the breeder know Hmm. good Mm. question (laughs) it's on my Let's all ponder that today as we all uh, lay in bed staring at the ceiling. <laughs> <It's right>. just, <laughs> yeah. 
So, but yeah, I'm excited to to add him in. I think it. I think it will be cool. And uh, yeah, um, I I can't wait to uh, to have the the one Rough here. Scale, you know, I I think it's going to be one of those things where I'm like staring at it and looking. If you're at anything it. like me, yes, and you'll find parts of it that. Yeah, you're gonna and you're gonna be like, I'm gonna feed it today. Why? Because I wanna, not because it's ready to eat. <laughs> it's like just, yeah. you know. I, th- I think for our generation of Morelia people, like me and yeah. you, right? Mm. That snake was like, was you weren't supposed to yeah. get it. Yeah, that that thing is supposed to be like a magical unicorn. <laughs> like, it's one of those things where I'm talking about trying to plot a course to go visit um, the reptile gardens just so I can see them. Because yeah. that's all that that's where they were, and they were never gonna be anywhere else. I think <laughs> yeah, I know. I think that it's gonna be similar with the own Pelly, right? I think that for this next generation of morality keepers, oh. that's gonna be for us too, right? Yeah, I mean, but I think for them it's dude, gonna be I like because we've I talked gave, about it so much. Right, but I gave zero shits about getting an Owen Pelly Python. They were eh, it's a giant children's python. Like I don't yeah. Until we, there, there, until we went there, until I'm getting there. Until we went there, till we did it, till we talked to Gavin, till he put one in my hands, and I'm just like, I will sell every carpet I have for a pair of these. You were like, running around botanical gardens like a giddy school kid. Oh like, my god! Yeah, I feel and pretty. That, oh, yeah, so exactly. pretty. That's all, I want. That's, that's all I want now, and it's just like, yeah. I mean, it's just. Yeah, they're there and they're in my head, and Can't you know, get them out, you look right? at the other snakes downstairs, and you're like, you're not annoying Pelly Python. Like <laughs> it's like, yeah. go to hell, you. So, and yeah. you know what was crazy is, did Rob send it in our group or did he just send it to me? The picture of the tree. No, the the big tree that we were all standing in front of. Yeah, with the one uh, that the Owen Pelly climbed into, right? He sent it to our oh, group. That right? one, I don't. Listen, I know, that tree. Back here, I know that tree in my brain. Like I actual tree, tree, man. I know. It was well, like that's the of, tree. <laughs> I know it. I, dude, trust me. If you if you showed me like an array of trees, I would find it. Yeah. Like it's plus also where it was and what it was near and all that other stuff. Like that those images in my brain forever. So yeah. Yeah. I know we talk about this too much all and people are so tired care. of it. I but don't I don't care. care. I don't care. I don't it's care. our podcast. No, yeah. So we can talk no, about what we want. Whatever we I have the microphone and you will listen to every goddamn right. word I have to say. You guys are gonna be so sick of Owen Pelly. <laughs> you can hear that word and go, Oh God, here no, we go. No, it, it doesn't matter that Keith's getting it tattooed across his chest. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're just jealous of one because they didn't find one. I don't, I don't, yeah. don't Haters going to hate. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Rough scales is added in one step right. closer. I think the only things I have left to, to add would be um, pygmy pythons. Oh, um, Jesus. Uh, pygmy spotted pythons. Um, you pygmies again? What's that? You're really going to do pygmies? Yeah. Yeah. God. Pygmy spotted pythons. Um, so we don't have king horn eyes, so I have to settle for Meraki scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the cheap version. Oh, God, it's like, you know, like when you get like the Apple, you know, headphones or something, you get this cheap knockoff. You, you can't get the AirPods. You got to get like the cheap shit. Oh, They're like God. way too big for your ears. It's like it should be Bigfoot's ears that those earpods are in. That monkey doesn't exist, so it's yeah. fine. But well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I understand. It's yeah, yeah I it's know. all relative. I know. Um, and then 
What else? Same thing with chondros. You know, uh, you like, get, uh, you I'll have to get Meraukis, but yeah, they don't exist in captivity either from anybody that I know. I don't know. I think Matt's the only one that I know that has them. Oh, and Dave, Dave out in the West Coast, he has some, I think. I don't, I know he produced them at one point. Um, I'm yeah. sure they're out there. It's just, I don't know who has them. But um, um, that would be the closest one. And then, uh, what blackheads. else? Blackheads. Yeah. I think that's your next one. I mean, I, I know you, and I know that you're going to be like, I could get these and these, but yes. Yes. <laughs> it's just, yeah. And then, I, and then of course, oh, and Pelly and Imbricata. Right. And then I'm good. Well, we'll never have the, of uh, the, uh, what do you call it? Olive Python. Um, the, uh, the subs, wow, I'm drawing a blank. Oh my God. Uh, Bar- ba- uh Baron, I, right? Yeah. Right. Baron. Yeah. 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 Well, then just start getting Australian monitor species. Oh, geez. <laughs> uh, there's a couple geckos I would be interested in. but you know, uh, yeah, that one little room you got off the dining room? Roxy and the lace monitor will be oh, fighting yeah, for space. Yeah, that will not go well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. But I guess we've been rambling. I thought this was a show. It's just you and me. We're forgetting all about Brian. Enough with our nonsense. What the heck? Sorry, Brian. Welcome to Morelli Python Radio, man. Glad to uh, to have you on. How yeah, you thank, thank you so much for having me on. It's uh, really is a pleasure, and things are great. Things are wonderful. Cool, man. Cool. So, um, Brian, before we get really into it, um, we kind of ask everybody for their first time out here. Um, how did you get into reptiles? Well, uh, how long do you got? Uh, but we have an hour. You have time. We're gonna keep you about an hour. It's so like one gonna... hour later, and, then, and so that's for how this, I got into snakes. For this question, <laughs> we're gonna cap cap you at an hour, okay? Oh, geez. So, so reptiles in general, or or just snakes? Go with reptiles, and then lead us into snakes, and then maybe even how Morelia. Okay. Kind of perfect. Take perfect. us on a journey, if you will. So yeah. okay, so. So initially, you know, as just just as a young boy, I mean, you know, back I'm only 25, so keep that in mind too. But you know, I would I was I remember growing up watching you know the Steve Steve Irwin, the Crocodile Hunter, uh, and then you know the Jeff Corwin experience. Uh, and for me, the reptile stuff was always the most interesting mm-hmm. uh, on all those. I, I, you know, I can't really put my finger on it what it was. But then when I was about Seven or eight, I went to go visit my dad for the first time. Uh, and when I was there, he had this massive, like nine foot you know, Colombian red tail boa. Um, and it was huge. And I just remember I was scared of it, but I was also at the same time really intrigued by it and interested. And so my dad was like, Hey, do you want me to take it out? You know, you can hold it. And I was like, no, uh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, but then I remember, and this is back, you know, back then, you know, he had it in this huge homemade enclosure with a heat rock and a water bowl, you know, like, I don't remember what else was in there, but I just remember the heat rock and the water bowl. And he's like, well, you know, you know, you want to see me feed it? And so I'm like, sure. And so he was like, all right, come on, let's go to the store. And so we go and he buys a pack of literal chicken legs, like, like drumsticks, like traditional wings almost. And and he just heated them up in the microwave for a few minutes and fed them to this massive boa and it ate it like it was a, a rodent. Okay. And he said that's what he fed it. 
Well, uh, so as crazy as that is, but you know, you know, so I, I remember I just that night, that whole night, you know, I was sleeping on the couch in the living room with this thing and I was just watching it cause it, you know, it was kind of moving around. Uh, and I was intrigued. So as soon as I go home, you know, of course, the first thing I say when I get home is like, mom, I want a pet snake, mm-hmm. which like most of us, you know, is met with a no, are you crazy? <laughs> uh, and so, and I'm guessing I must've continued to, to pester her about it. Because uh, I remember in middle school, finally she kind of broke, and she was like, "Okay, you can't get a snake, but you know you can get a lizard." And so I ended up with a green iguana, hmm. which, which is, is a worse. Which is yeah, which is no, I don't know. One of the worst things well, you could like get a kid for his first pet. It has legs to make it better. It's like no. Yeah. Well, and you know, and at the time, you know, no one, you wouldn't know she or I. You know, we didn't know any better, but it was mean. It was horribly mean, and I had it for a couple years, and I remember it was, you know, about three foot long, but it would smack the shit out of you with its tail. It'd Mm -hmm. bite you. I mean, it just was so mean, but, you know, I I was never afraid of it. So I had that for a few years, and then it passed away, and then I was like, well, I want another one. So then I'm in high school at this point, and I get a pair of bearded dragons. Which I don't know why, but a lot of people, when they get their first beardy, they're like, I have to get another one. So it has a friend. Well, that, that gets <laughs> a massive amounts of bloodshed. And I mean, in my case, it did. In yeah, my case, it did. Them and leopard geckos. They're like, oh, the other one ate the other one. I'm like, yeah, they're vicious. They're like, yeah. yeah. I was like, creatures. oh, they need to be friends. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it started off, you know, it was like with one of them, what it would literally. When I would feed them crickets, it would go and it would bite the cricket in the, hanging out the other one's mouth and rip it out of the other one's mouth. And it would eat all the crickets before the other one could have a chance to. So naturally it gets bigger faster. Then, you know, then that turns into nipping at its tail and stuff. And eventually I had to let it go, let the other one go, and it ended up doing fine because they were just so – they were so violent. You know, mm-hmm. people think of beardies as being these incredibly docile creatures and great first reptiles. But, I mean, you put them in an enclosure together and they, you know – like you said, I mean, they'll go to war. Uh, yeah. So I had him for about five years or so. I was in college, and I, I made the mistake of switching him onto sand as a substrate. Okay. And I was still feeding live crickets at the time. So naturally, you know, he was getting mouthfuls of sand as he was also getting the crickets. Oh, and so I ended up losing him to uh, impaction, uh, which is, you know, uh, a major keeper error on my part. Yeah. And that, so that was a, that was a tough one. Um, but then, so then like I guess I'm in college, uh, I ended up moving out on my own and finally I'm like, well, I hadn't had a, you know, a lizard in maybe a year or two and I want to get another one. So I go to this, you know, a few miles down the road, this place called the Piedmont reptile rescue opens up, uh, which was never a real reptile rescue, by the way. Uh, <laughs> they just would take your shit and resell it, <laughs> right. uh, of course. But, you know, but that's where I went. So I had to get another bearded dragon, and I did. But while I'm there, you know, I, I meet a girl working there uh, named Arielle May, who is a, is a friend of mine to this day. And she, when I saw her there, she had a, a ball python out, and mm-hmm. she was showing it to another customer. And I was just like, you know what? Like, could I hold that thing? She was like, yeah, sure. And so she hands it to me, and this, and this baby ball python is just sitting there coiled up in my hand. And my, my first thought is, why is this thing not attacking me? And it was like magic. I mean, it truly was. Like, I, I, I got this feeling that, you know, I'll never forget, you know, because 
I had the realization that everything I'd ever been told about snakes is wrong. Mm-hmm. They're not mm-hmm. these horrible creatures that, you know, are highly aggressive and want to strike out and, you know, will, you know, constantly be biting you and stuff. This thing was just sitting there looking at me. Right. And it was the most magical feeling, you know, one of the most magical feelings in the world. And uh, I, that was, I got hooked. And so my, my now wife, you know, girlfriend at the time, you know, I start taking her up there and we're just holding snakes all the time, you know, all sorts of shit. <laughs> and, the, worst, um, the worst kind of pet shop person <laughs> to come in. You never buy, you're just sitting there holding everything. Yeah, I'd throw you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what's craziest is when, once I, I tell her, I'm like, you got to see this, you know, like, they're, they're so cool. She actually said, she says, well, you know, I've always thought it was would be cool to have a pet snake. So she actually bought one before I did. And so mm. she bought a leucistic Texas rat snake, which oh. was okay. the one that I later tried to breed with one of yours. Right. Um, and at the time, because it, it was sold to us as a female, but that was our, that was our first snake. And, you know, uh, we still have it, but that was technically hers. So then my first snake was, was like many people, a ball Python. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the time it was a pinstripe and it was 75 bucks. And I was like, Holy shit, that's a lot of money for a snake. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if, if only, you know, I could. All right. Yeah. So, um, so I had that and very quickly one turned into two mm-hmm. turned into three. And, and then that's when I started at that time I was, um, I was still kind of, I don't want to say I was, I wasn't afraid of snakes. I was just getting into them. So like, I I didn't want anything that was going to get too big. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, I like the ball Python because it really chill, you know? Um, so, but they, at the shop, they had an adult pair of bull snakes that the owner of the shop bred a lot. And so they always had these crazy morph bull snakes up there for so cheap. Um, but the problem is, you know, I thought the adults were big and I didn't want a snake that got that big, you know. Um, and the babies, when I would say, hey, can I check those out? They would be hissing and striking and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I don't want one of those. Like baby bull snakes. Yeah, yeah just like baby <laughs> bull snakes. Uh, so then what eventually, you know, I, I start handling the handling the bull snakes more and I really like the killed scales. And then, of course, they had all these morphs there, too. So I like the variety. And then we go to a Raleigh show, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, one of the Repticon shows. And that, that place is vending there. And my, my girlfriend's like, well, I'll buy you one as a, as a you know, a- anniversary gift or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not going to turn that down. <laughs> so, so, and like I said, like they had like snakes that I see for sale now for several hundred dollars. They had for sale for 40 which is pro- which might be why they went out of business, to be honest. But well, uh, it's it's one of those things where it, it, it's supply and demand. So, like you know, albino bull snakes are everywhere, forty dollars, and then everybody who's breeding them stops, and it's like, oh crap, uh, two hundred dollars, and then they spike up. It's like what happened yeah. with Mexican black king snakes. Yeah, and so so at that time, I ended up, I, you know, I had like a ball python, I had a bearded dragon, I had a Central American boa, you know, I had a bull snake. Uh, and then I ended up getting another bull snake for my for my girlfriend as a return gift for later for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Both bull snakes escaped, and we no, lost them. Crap. Never found them again. Never yeah. found them. Uh, but I knew I really liked them and wanted more. However, at this point, you know, I was in that stage of a, a snake is a snake. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking anything about breeding, and and I just wanted to get everything that was cool and uncommon. Because at the shows, you know, 75% of everything was ball pythons, but I was mm-hmm. kind of finding at that point already that that's not really my thing. 
you know, I like the one I have, but I like the stuff that I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what I was doing is I, we ended up, you know, we bought that, that Woma Python that's at your house now. Yeah. Uh, I love him. <laughs> and he uh, loves me. I'm and sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mutual, it's very, it's a mutual hatred that happens with him and I of here's your food, go to hell. It's like, all right. And so. I always, I always had, you know, was optimistic in the back of my head. I was like, Oh, he'll grow out of this. No. And he just never did. No, He's, Oh, he does what food hungry or what? No, dude, that one no, was he'll just bite you. <laughs> <laughs> he he does that whole flatten his head out and coil around and whip around in circles to piss himself off. Like he is, yeah, he is oh, a yeah. special kind of crazy. And I'm like, yeah, when you get a little big bigger, I'll breed you to my other female who to my female who flies out of the cage and bites trash cans. Do I really want to do this? Like, do I want to? Be known for having the most psychotic line of Woma pythons ever produced. <laughs> well, and for me, for me, that Woma, he never would like strike at me or anything. He, he doesn't. He just he would, it. Yeah. Well, when I would just be holding him, and he would just start rubbing his nose into my into my yeah, arm and yeah. my thumb, and then next thing you know, he's biting me and he's squeezing me as hard as he can because he yeah. wants to eat me. Um, yeah. But all right. But anyways, um, so then I see my first carpet. And this is at that at that reptile rescue, quote unquote, mm-hmm. you know, um, where they had a jungle in this like mesh and completely mesh cage. Uh, and looking back, I, I wish I could have got it just for the fact that I could say I have one of the ugliest jungles there is. <laughs> no, like no disrespect to that animal, but you know the jungles you see nowadays are stunners. And this one, while it was still yellow and black enough to really catch my eye. Like looking back, it was the, one of the muddiest ones I've ever seen. Someone should just breed, uh, just start a line of muddy jungles and just be like wild types, and yeah. then see <laughs> see how see if you can re- like reverse all the line breeding for yellow and black and get back to what they are supposed to look like. You know, mm-hmm. do that. Just go backwards. And so, so. And, and so initially, you know, that that jungle caught my eye because it's a yellow and black snake. And then I, I'm like, okay, can I can I hold that thing? And they're like, well, it might bite you. And I'm like, ah, it's okay. Um, and so I'm holding it. And at the time, with my experience, was with you know the colubrids, uh, you know they were really active and they liked to move a lot. Whereas the boas and the ball pythons kind of just chilled there. Whereas for me, when I held that carpet, it was like a it was like a nice mix, and it was kind of like a python that that moved like a, a call you bread, like it was mm-hmm. active, you know, it was, it was going through my hands. And I remember it kind of squeezed my arm a little bit, you know, just to hang on. And, um, I just was like, this is fucking incredible. And, and I, I mean that, and they wouldn't, I don't, they wouldn't sell it. If I remember correctly, one of my friends, uh, he tried to buy it cause he really liked it. They wouldn't sell it to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember they had like an adult pair of coastals for sale there for like a hundred and some bucks, you know, (laughs) but at the time I didn't, you know, I didn't really know anything. So, so, but back to the, the collection, like I just kind of, I just started to realize, okay, I have these snakes. They're cool, but they don't really do it for me. Like, you know, some of the other stuff does. So I started, I think think everybody goes through that after like Mm -hmm. in a certain point, everybody has, the mixture of things. And then they're like, this is where I want to focus. And they kind of slim it down. And then in my experience, you have the back, you go back and you're like, Oh, I miss my Kelly Kings. And then you go get a pair of Cal Kings. It's like, yeah. 
Yeah, and so for me, I knew I loved my bull snakes because mm. uh, after I had lost those, I got more. Um, mm-hmm. I ended up I ended up buying another. I actually walked into the shop as the mom was laying eggs. Um, you sure and, your name on an egg or something? <laughs> not, this I mean, kind of. Yeah, kind of. But Ariel, she, uh, I come in, she's she, like, come out sweating. She was like, she's laying eggs. And so, uh, and so I was like, oh shit, you know, so it's super exciting. And then when they hatched, I got to go and I got to pick out, you know, the one I wanted and stuff. And so, and, and I ended up, they, I was told that it was a male. I was told that there was some sort of incubation error and all the, the bull snakes in that clutch ended up being male. Which I found uh, out was a lie. <laughs> because say, more likely they, they just don't know how to sex anything, and it's just yeah, like which yeah. in hindsight I'm thinking is that it's like what you said yeah. because that that rat snake ended up being a male, and yes. then my male bull snake ended up being a female because I tried breeding a pair of them last year, and I'm like they're not, they're together. I'm not seeing any locks, and then I send a picture of my my quote unquote female to a guy, and I'm like. I don't know. What do you think? And he's like, dude, she's gravid. And I'm like, are you sure? I was like, because my male looks just exactly like it. And so I separate them. And then a few days later, they both lay a clutch of slugs, Uh, (laughs) which I had never, you know, I'd never Uh, heard of. Well, yeah, if they, if you cycle them appropriately and they, and they both ovulate and there's no boy, yeah, mm -hmm. it can happen. And so that was a bit of a, you know, a mind fuck for me. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, why is <laughs> wait a minute? Something, what's going on here? And so then I, then, you know, I finally I, I had somebody teach me how to sex snakes because I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to keep having this issue because I tried breeding my Texas rat snake to you know the one you sent me. Yeah. And I was like, ah. Oh. So then, in hindsight, I'm like, okay, so this is what combative rat snake behavior looks like. Yes. Uh, <laughs> now so, we know. Yeah. And so those those two years in a row, you know, I I, I learned some pretty valuable lessons uh, rather than just having success right off right off the go. But I mean, that's that kind of that that ended the story on how I got into snakes and mm-hmm. and just kind of get blended into some other stuff. But yeah, no, it's good. I mean, that's what we want. Um, so uh, and and I would agree with you that you need the failures because those teach you what not to do and. Like I can explain to you Morelia male combat and I can show you videos of Morelia male combat in the wild, but you don't know what it's like until you've accidentally put two males in the same cage and you're like, what What is happening? It's like, what's going on over there? And you're like, oh shit. And that's that. And then you, you piece it together and then it clicks. And now like I threw what I thought was a, um, female and with a proven breeding male and they started combating and it was like instantaneous. Oh, okay. Like you need that mm-hmm. and it helps. And, so, and I don't think people, I don't think people talk about stuff like that as much as they should, because right. I, I think there's more, more valuable lessons learned in the, in the failures um, than and at least there's more value in saying, hey, this is what I did and here's what I learned rather than just saying, hey, look at these snakes I produced, you right. know, but, you know, so. Well, my, my favorite fuck up of Eric's is that I put the eggs in the incubator and didn't turn it on. <laughs> yeah, and they, and they still, oh, real quick, I wanted yeah. to uh, mention when you were talking about the stuff, the yeah. locality stuff, I was, so to me, Harlan Wall is the locality chondro guy. And he told me it's pronounced Maroki. Maroki. I okay. think he told that uh, told us that too, but we don't remember anything. So, so you can buy. say what you want. 
But I just remember he said it's Moreau, like row, row, row your boat. That's what he told me, Moroki. Okay. I was, I'm was. i going by... Um, um, Natush? Natush, yeah. He, he drilled it into my head that it was Moroki. Uh, okay, so... Either way. Of, it could be either one. I know what you're talking about, but I just wanted to throw yeah. that two cents in there. At the next Tinley, we're just going to have a panel... We're just going to vote on these how things. these things <laughs> up or need, down. need to have up or down. Well, you fly someone that in. That is it. No, it is. It has been decreed. It is now Collybridge. Yes. Everybody else is wrong. So yeah, we'll just do it that way. Yeah, we need to fly somebody in who's actually from there. Put a microphone yeah. in front of them. Live, <laughs> yeah. live broadcast them to the world. Here's a here's a funny tidbit, right? It's uh, it's kind of kind of crazy, but um, <clears throat> the guy. So we have sushi, like a, a sushi place in my work. Right. Mm-hmm. And the guy comes in and he makes sushi every morning and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he, it's actually pretty good, by the way. But anyway, his Stop. name is Biak. It's not a ShopRite commercial. His name is Biak? His, his name, name is Biak? Yes. Did you ask him yes. how to pronounce his name? Because, and did you yes. explain because it's a snake locality and you I wanted said, to know? Yeah. He's like, I'm looking at him, right? And I was like, dude. I'm not insane. I was like, look, this is going to sound really weird because I'm the guy with the tie right now and I'm in charge of the whole place. Uh, yeah. But I got to geek out for a minute. Biak is a locality of con and he was impressed that I knew that he's like, oh, I can't believe you know that. Like I can't, not that I knew that it was a condo, but Listen, I knew that it was, sir, a, it was a place. And, I don't you know. wear this tie at home. I, it comes off. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> They're like, he's like, Oh, you, you like, you, you like snakes. I said, yes, I love snakes. And he's like, Oh, very <laughs> weird. <laughs> Yeah. And that was the last time we ever had sushi at ShopRite. I don't know yeah. why. And then I had to fire him. Yeah, and then I had to let him go. It's... I hijacked it. Anyway, yeah. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so oh, uh, I'm kind of going to go back into the, the different snake stuff. But um, uh, I also remember like going to shows, and like I said, I was into different stuff. And I remember I saw my first chondros which were mm-hmm. obviously imported neonates. Um, but there was a red one and a yellow one right Water next to each babies. other. Exactly. <laughs> and, and so there was the red and the yellow right next to each other, and they both just said Biok on them. And uh-huh. I, had at the, I was still in, in uh, college at this time, and I had an art history, I think, perf, uh, professor who was into right. snakes. And right. that's, he was the one of the ones who kind of opened my eyes and, and was, who led me to um, – Tell the tell Ariel at first, hey, can I hold that snake? Mm-hmm. Is because I told him I was going to uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma for mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, and he said, "Oh yeah, there's I know a guy out there who's got a leucistic boa," and I was like, "A what?" And so he's showing me pictures, and he's, "Oh yeah, this is like a fifteen thousand dollar snake." And yeah. uh, so next thing you know, so that's why I realized he's in a snake. So I see those beox, and I, I'm like, I don't know what they are, but I take pictures and I go and I show him, and um, he's, like, "Oh yeah, those are green tree pythons. They they both turn green." And that was mind blowing <laughs> to me, uh, and so that's and that's so that's what put uh, green trees on my like dream snake species list. Gotcha. Uh, mm. And then eventually, I you know I got a I got some of those too. How do you like them so far? I love them. Uh, yeah. Well, I've only I've I preface this. I only have two right now. I've I've, I've owned three, okay. um, but the the green tree python. The first one is probably my first large snake purchase. Um, other than that, it would just been, you know, just a couple, you know, one or 200 bucks for, for random stuff. You know, like I said, I, was, I had bull snakes, uh, right. and so that was my first big purchase. And then it was all downhill from here, from there. So <laughs> There's usually that one tiny pebble that causes the landslide. And then eventually 
you know, if we all kept track of the most expensive snake or the one that we, the snake we spent the most money on. Oh. I yeah. don't know. It's all right, Eric. I've, I've heard some of your stories, Eric. Uh, you know. I, I don't, I don't think I come anywhere close to him no. for a single animal purchase. Um, but I don't even want to even consider the amount over time. So, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And I, I forget the timeline, but I just can like, I was, like I said, I was definitely into Morelia at that point. I mm-hmm. already at that point knew, you know, Morelia and Pituophis uh, was what I was into. And then, you know, and then um, it just, it just kind of went from there to, to the, to the pair of diamonds and to the red coastal stuff that I really into as well as morph stuff too. Uh, but right now I'm, I'm mainly working with uh, mainly Morelia. And, and Pituophis. I have nice. two two oddball animals. Okay. What are they? Just out of curiosity. The leucistic rat snake. Oh, okay. And my, and my wife bought a um, banana ball python like four what? years ago that what? I haven't that I haven't <laughs> been able to sell. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's just there. It's just here. Well, even them, like back in the day, that was like... Uh, Dude, yeah. When they were like the magical gene, like you know, it's like. But oh I, I love God. it because every once in a while, one of those genes comes out and it and it bombs. Like it has a it has a lethal uh, super form, or it it wobbles, or something's wrong with it, and people will cling to it for years, being like, "No, it's fine. It'll be great. It'll be fine." It's like, dude, right? I was already like eight morphs ago. Just let it go. It's it's a bad gene. It's not going well. You know, yeah, and I and I could have I could have produced ball pythons, or at least attempted to. But mm-hmm. even by the point that by that point I knew that I wasn't passionate about them the same way I was about the other stuff. So I just right. didn't do it. You know, I just yeah. You know, that that's something I, I feel like some people will breach it just for the sake of doing it. But right. you know, yeah. I, like I've heard you say on here before, Owen. Like, imagine like you can't sell anything and you have to keep it all. And, and then, uh, for me, I don't want to keep a single. You know, right. And, and because that happens because I have had clutches where it's like, well, I sold two of you, but the re- the other 12 of you are still here. Like it's <laughs> and that happens. It yeah. really does. I mean, I, I think finally I'm down to my last six 100 percent head albino stone. Uh, not head albino. Whoa. Whoa. I, am, <laughs> oof, I almost started something. Okay. Wow. Everybody, it's been a long day. Um, Did he say albino stone? Uh, Anyway, uh, don't worry about it. No, that was a secret Eric and I weren't supposed to talk about. Um, Anyway, I'm down to my last six 100% uh, stonewash uh, bread lie from uh, two seasons ago. Uh, It wasn't this, it wasn't 2020. They're they're 2019 babies. Right. Um, And I thought that clutch would have just immediately out the door. And most of them, there was a nice big uptick when they first hatched, but there's always some that hang around. And it's funny because you see ones that you sold in like the first like two or three sales. And then you see this one that's always lingering around. And you're like, that one's better looking than all these other ones. <laughs> like, I don't understand why you're still here yet. They're all gone. <laughs> like it's. Yeah. You know, what's weird about them, right? Yeah. Maybe you can relate to this. Owen. it's like, yeah. everybody's looking for a normal bread lie. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it is normal. Yeah, but I don't want any genes or anything in it or whatever. It's like, you don't have to use it. (laughs) But just going to say that, guess what? This popped out of those lines. So there's a chance. Oh, no. My normal. Even when you buy a normal. 
kill them. Like, it could be headstone washed, right. and you wouldn't even know it. Like, I don't right. know. It seems. I don't know. It's weird. But strange it's... to me that people were like, "No, I want a normal." Like, the fact that it carries the gene, like, it's not. Phenotypically, it's not. Uh, you know, and I understand uh, there's a price difference, but it's not that huge of it. It's like not. It's not like it's a headstone wash. It's five grand. Like it's you know, maybe like that's maybe that's the process. Is there like, well, I don't want this extra, so do you can you give me one cheaper without it? Yeah, I guess yeah. I well, the problem is that. is that they were, but um, uh, the problem with people and they don't realize it with me is the longer I've had the snake, the more expensive it gets because oh, yeah. now now I've fed it and now it's gotten bigger and. Like I, I had several times when I first got into it, where people were like, "I'm watching your snakes. I'm waiting for you to drop prices." I'm like, that isn't gonna happen. Like, <laughs> that's adorable. Goodbye. <laughs> it's like, because I mean, and that's it. Like right now, I, if you pushed the boys downstairs, the head snow washes, you could probably breed them in another year. Right. So yeah, their prices went up. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, right. But yeah, it's it, it's something that you need to consider before you breed the animals. Is are you willing to hang on to the babies forever? And in other cases with other species, are you willing to put up with the bullshit of getting those babies feeding or getting this happening? Mm-hmm. I mean, it will never be. Always assume that it's going to be an uphill struggle. Right. It rarely ever is smooth sailing. And and that's something, you know, with my carpets that is that's different from my bull snakes. You know, with my bull snakes I mainly have like a, a lot of a morph stuff, but it's right. just it is what it is. Whereas right. my carpets is a whole different story. You know, I'm not just going to local pet stores and, you know, saying, Oh, that's a that's a carpet python, let me get that. Right. You know, with my with my Morelia projects, you know, I'm I'm not buying them from shows. Even I know it's just I know what I'm looking for. I know what I mm-hmm. want, and so I re, I seek out the people who are producing that, so I can get exactly what I'm looking for. And 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 I'm planning. I'm I'm trying to plan pairings in advance so that I can raise these animals up here at my house. You know, so they're they, they're accustomed to everything, the way their I do everything, yep. their whole life. You know, oh, yes, young Jedi. So, <laughs> Pair those way in advance. You need a book. And so, you know, I, I, oh I told God. Eric the other day, like, you know, um, you know, I've got, you know, carpets I could breed this year, but they're not, they're, it, it, it's not pushing the projects any further. It's not pushing the hobby any further. You know, um, it, I'm not, I don't want to even just make, make them for the sake of making them just because it's not, yeah, it's not. The, the I, project I intended, if, if that makes I understand, sense. I understand what you're getting at, but I would also say that I would say that it also helps to have backups. A, a, no, a clutch. Your your uh, almost like a practice run because my right. first clutch of carpets was a jungle coastal mixed with a coastal. Like nothing spectacular were coming out of those eggs, but mm-hmm. it was for me to learn and it was for me to experience and for me to figure out what not to freaking do. Cause I cooked the entire clutch. I right. burned them to the ground, right. but it's something that you, you know, could be helpful for you mm-hmm. because you don't want to have these growing pains and these learning curves with, you know, a clutch that meant yep. so much, so much right. to you that you spent right. years getting ready to do. Um, but I also see with the idea of not having babies that have to stick around forever, Mm-hmm. That 
you're producing. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword almost. Yeah. And I've thought of, and I, I think about that a lot too, where I think mm-hmm. about, you know, what if something happens and one of these animals die that I've mm-hmm. you know, invested so heavily in and, you know, invested time and money in because it happens. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then it's I was like, or, multiple times, you know, like yeah. you said, like, I think, was it with your uh, Molly that you tried breeding for years and like, she just wouldn't go or, you know, I, you know, that could happen too. Yeah. Well, the Exanic one in particular was, um, and actually she, uh, passed away not too long ago. Um, but, uh, yeah, I couldn't get her to breed. I just always knew something was off about her. I don't know, but she got a tumor and she died. But, um, but yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I, I got one clutch out of her double head snows, which was one pair. I got like, I think I got like maybe, 12 eggs and only two of them made it luckily it was a pair what are the chances of that you know i mean dude yeah. at this point you're you're gonna get the snows and you'd be like fucking finally <laughs> yeah like, yeah i've only been uh, thinking about them since 2009 yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like, at this point your snows should be old enough to breed it's yeah. like yeah i'm watching everybody else they're like what are you talking about bro we're doing moon glows and stuff like, oh yeah we're, 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 this this hypo is is you know head snow yeah. So, soon, yeah. soon enough. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, I think it was probably a little bit different for us though, Owen. Back when we were just randomly True. putting two carpets True. together, because you could sell a coastal jungle as a pet, and people would buy it and not even think twice about it at a, at yeah. a show. I think now that because Morelia has become somewhat in the lime in the in the in the limelight, limelight. I don't know if that's the right word, but it is like, not, but go on. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it had become more popular than they were back then. Let's Thank say, you. you know, right. Um, and well, and, and now also there's more people aren't going to buy that, you know, there's more categories to, too. I mean, that, yeah. that's and, all or something. Yeah. And, and to me, like, I don't want to sound, um, like, like pretentious or snobby or anything, but to me, I'm, I'm incredibly proud of, of the collection of Morelia I have. And so, yeah. I, and I want to produce, I, I've spent the time and money to make, to get really high quality stuff. And so, yeah. I, and that's what I want to produce is really high quality stuff. And so I don't, and that's what I meant. Like, you know, while I think it'd be great, like you said, uh, Owen, to just maybe, you know, get some practice, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, I'm just like, uh, I don't want to be that guy who just produces carpets for the sake of doing it. Uh, if that makes sense, but like you said, it's, it's, you know, it's a double-edged sword. Um, so I would rather just just continue and wait. Just be prepared that when you're doing that clutch, that it means something that, well, I mean, that's with anything, man. I mean, that can go wrong. There's stuff that goes wrong. I think that people have this perception and it's good that we brought this up or, you know, whatever, talk about this because maybe me and Owen don't really ever really talk about it because we just sort of are not past it but it's happened to us so many times like we've been kicked in the nards that yeah (laughs) it happened pretty recently to owen didn't it oh which one (laughs) the the rough scales oh yeah that was (laughs) it's still sour it's still still sour still still not okay about that one day again yeah you can have the you can have one of the best years breeding but the two clutches i'm going to focus on is that i lost the karibo clutch and uh, the rough scale clutch, and that pisses me off. I think this so, is I think yeah. this is why people need to pay attention to like holding animals back, right? Mm-hmm. Because especially if you're working with a specific like line, like you know, uh, like whatever Gene it is, or whatever, or, yeah, yeah, whatever it is, or something that's you know not really 
um, too popular out there or whatever, but like you, you, you take the time to hold stuff back, you know, so that if something does happen, you sort of have a plan B. <laughs> yeah. I would say the main cause of people leaving the hobby is when an animal dies. When shit when goes wrong. It, 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 when it's something that you've put time, money, effort, and you try so hard. And let's say you you raise this female up from a hatchling and her first clutch, she gets egg bound and dies. Right. And that's like four or five years worth of effort. Yeah. And now you have a lone male and right. you sell the male. And then it, it takes a lot to get over a bump like that. I mean, it, and it's one of those things where, you know, you need to have a good crew around you to kind of, I mean, there have been times where, you know, I've gotten on the chat and I just start screaming and Eric's like, well, all right. <laughs> he's like, so what's happening? And like, well, you know, um, and we have Matt Minatola said that too, where he's had a bad year or some shitty's happened and we just kind of vent to each other and then go herping. But and it, it, you can definitely lose people that way. Oh, yeah. And I mean, and there's stuff, like you said, that's that's complete could be completely out of your control. And, you yeah. know, if you spend these times raising animals up just for it to not work, I'm sure that's a gut punch. But, you know, mm-hmm. I was listening to, you know, your you guys last episode with uh, Dominic and hearing what he was talking about, you know, what happened with the vet, you know, essentially overdosing, you know, half his mm-hmm. collection and then the, the, the accident with a son. Uh, Dude, I was just listening to that, and I just like my stomach sank just hearing it. You know, yeah. I couldn't imagine. Um, so you just you just never know what could happen. So I, you know, while I'm trying to look forward to the future and be hopeful, I also don't want to put all my you know eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm being but I'm being patient. You know, uh, with a lot of this stuff too. You know, I you know I could I'm not power feeding stuff or you know, anything like that, that, you know, some people do, they're not pushing them. So right. it just, yeah, that, I don't that, mind waiting. I don't, you know, that for me, I don't mind waiting. Yeah. 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 This, this hobby will teach you patience, uh, real quick. You know, um, I think that's like something you really have to sort of try to try to, Try to be very patient, you know, patient right. raising them up, patient, you know, especially with like the snakes that we're working with, you know, because it's not like some of these other ones to where they're breeding at 36 months. Yeah. Um, if if yeah. you rush it, you're going to have more disaster. And, you know, I'd rather sit back and sit, look at my snakes and be like, holy crap, you're 12. Like then uh, wonder why they're gone after three years. So, Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So like what, what, so you have the, so did you say what kind of chondros you have? What kind of chondros do you have? Uh, so right now it's just a pair because as you guys know, it's really hard to, to find sexed chondros. Yeah. Uh, because mm-hmm. by, usually what happens is by the time you can sex them, people keep them. Um, and so what I did first is I, I bought my first one. It was a Jayapura, uh, Lara cross. And I bought that from that from Harlan wall and I bought it as a Neo. So I raised it up. And what happened is when it was about 18 months old, um, right. it, it shed and it produced what I, what I thought was like a shed, you know, oviduct or something indicating it was a female. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, hell yeah, I've got a, I've got a female. I know what it is. Now I can find a male. That's easy. Right. So then I go out and I spend a ton of money on a designer male, you know, with, with lineage that dates all the way back to the national zoo, uh, stuff that that rico was working with uh, right. you know the real deal um right. 
and literally the week I get it, my female sheds again, and there's the biggest hemipene like sperm plugs <laughs> attached to it, you know, that, that I've ever seen. And I just, and that's the most expensive snake shed I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so now I have just, now I have two males. And so I was stuck with them. And then I had a guy message me, uh, I don't know if I should say his name, but I had a guy message me, you know, one day with a picture of that designer chondro. And he's like, Hey, how much for this? Is it available? And I essentially was like, ah, you can't afford it. And mm -hmm. I was wrong. Uh, wow. we, we, we worked something out because I saw he had produced, um, a couple clutches of, of legit like gamma, gamma line, uh, diamond jungle Jags, mm -hmm. which I've always wanted. But, um, so I was like, okay, well, I wouldn't sell this high-end mail, but I've got this other, you know, locality cross. Would you be willing to do a trade? And yeah. he's like, yeah, sure. So well, I agreed to do that, and then I'm outside taking pictures of that first chondro, and this, you know, outside taking pictures of it for him. And then I realized, like, holy shit, I can't let go of this snake. You know, it's it. This is my first big big boy purchase. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I was like, this. I've raised this thing up. I was like, ah, you know, and it's beautiful. And so I was like, I. I I, you know, man, I can't do it. Uh, but then we ended up working something out for the other one. He was like, well, let me help you recoup, you know, some of your, some of your financial loss on the other mail. So mm -hmm. we ended up working that out, um, for a trade there. And then said, so, so then I ended up going back to Harlan again and saying, look, you know, I need something that's definitely a female, you know, can you help mm -hmm. me out? And he was, he was able to help me out there. And so I ended up buying a Bioc female from him. Uh, and that's, and that's a, it's a neat looking one. It's got a, a lot of yellow on it still, which, you know, it's likely to change, but it kind of has like this like digital pixelated, you know, camouflage look to it with yellow and green. And so it's a really, it's a really pretty snake. Uh, but they're both like two years old, you know? Um, mm -hmm. so they've got a while for them, but at least I know what sex they are. So I've got that going for me, but the guy, <laughs> the guy who bought that, that other uh, green tree off of me. It's a good thing that it went to him because he then turned around and, and literally bought the best chondro that, that money can buy. And he got a daughter from the sickness who looks like, imagine a bag of fruity pebbles and then throw about somebody through a hand, like a handful of some black, uh, black potting soil or something in there and mix it all together. Uh -huh. I mean, it's, it's a, I mean, it's a really nice looking animal and, and it's a you know definite female. So, so that it's it's going to do big things over there for him. So it's it's actually in better hands. Uh, and sometimes, you know, you have to know that that's the case. Nice. Um, and but so then I'm just, I'm just going to you know segue us into uh, red stuff. Yeah. Because sure. that's something that uh, really tickles my fancy. And so so I don't have any of our uh, of the Yakapori Depot stuff. I'm just going to start calling them that. By the way. Uh, I want it to catch yeah. on. I want it to catch on because I think it'll, you know, reinvigorate them maybe. And, right. and then it just sounds, you know, badass. Mm -hmm. uh, so the Yakapori Depot, I don't have anything, you know, any of those, but that'll, that'll have to change at some point. But, um, but I've really got into the red stuff. And then I know when I was looking at uh, Eric Hernandez's page mm -hmm. and seeing a lot of stuff he was working with and I was like, wow, these are, these are just coastals. <laughs> so, and, and so I, I re ended up reaching out to him and I got a really nice looking, uh, female, uh, red Jag from him out in the MBB line. And then I ended up, then I said, okay, well I need a male. So then I reached out to, uh, 
uh, Michael Pinnell, and I ended up getting a, a really nice striped animal from him. And then, of course, you know, Eric, I got that one from you. Ooh. That <laughs> that one is, you know, uh, I really think that's going to be a really special animal. Um, yeah. You know, I, that's I call her V two. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I saw you went with a Molly 2.0. I said, well, this, this has to be V 2.0 then. Uh, but this, this is one man that, I mean, I, I, like I said, I initially got the mail from Michael Pinnell and I was like, oh, a red is a red is a red initially mm-hmm. was my thought, but that's not right. the case anymore. Uh, <laughs> and so now I've been reaching out to people and I'm like, look, I need a mail. I'm willing to wait for it, but it has to be the perfect mail. And right. I never thought, I, you know, I would be so particular. But I mean, that that girl I got from you, like she, Furt is the one of the cleanest carpets I've seen. She has virtually not a single black scale on her. Um, and and f- to me, it would be a shame to to not try and push that phenotype. Uh, at, least, yeah. at least that's the way I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it was. Um, so to your point, right? You know, V um, was a special animal uh, from the gate, right? And, mm-hmm. like, to me, to find an animal to put with with him um, was was really hard because it's like, okay, what do, where do I want to take this? What do I wanna, where do I see this project going? Mm-hmm. But um, when I got offered Molly, <laughs> you know, everybody thought I was dumb because I traded this, you know, this yellow, yellow chondro. Chondro. Yeah. So the chondro people are like, are you crazy? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not, I'm more of a carpet guy than I am a chondro guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm glad I did. But to me, and it's funny, I think of like, I don't even know when I got that, but like back in the day, you know, even Owen said it, and it's like, everybody knew that that pairing was going to be special. Yeah. And that was another one that took me for, you know, I tried to breed her a couple of times and she didn't go. Because V is so clean. Um, yeah. Even now that he's gotten older, he's got some black flecks, which um, I know because I just saw him downstairs yes. and he just <laughs> shed. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but with anytime you take a jag and throw it to a tiger, it cleans up the pattern. But then the tiger also helps with, you know, color. So having him be so clean and so minimal pattern, even from a baby, um, and having her have all that nice red color, you were, you were, th- those babies were going to be storming. Yeah. We knew it. Mm-hmm. What the kicker was is we're all like, all right, the Jags are going to be badass. We know. I'm like, but I want to see the tigers and you only hatched one. Like It was like, I'm like, Oh sweet dude. I'm like, I want a tiger. And you're like, well, I only have one and it's <laughs> mine. And I'm like, well, shit. Yeah. So yeah. So I gave you Molly. I mean, I gave you V, and now you can make. And I got and I got Vanessa. I have um. Right. I have a sister to Brian's girl. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I think the 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 whole point of it is is that the more you you know I learned that from Andrew Paris right Um, right because man is he particular like very particular have to be though and like when I first was getting into it and I first met him I was like man, is he looking at things that I would never even think to look at, 
Like I never would think to look at like, you know, these, the like, like just super detailed into what he's looking at. Right. Mm -hmm. And then like, I started to think that way and then started to sort of make my pairings around that type of stuff. Now, when I was doing morph stuff, you sort of have to, you know, take what you can get, especially when it's a new morph. Right. But like, I think of like how fast they made zebras pretty Mm -hmm. (laughs) because the first ones were, First of all, I, I have an original line. It all right. Ugly. I, yeah, they're they're just it's just brown well, and black. And ugly. It's, let me rephrase that. Ugly by you know jungle standpoint. Jungle but standpoint. it's the, what happens is that so the first breeding of those ugly zebras to Brinkley, um at Balin immediately turned out half and half. So half the clutch turned out gorgeous, the other half turned out like dog shit. Right. And then just by that, every every clutch, more babies came out looking better because they took those really pretty zebras and bred them with really nice jungles. And then all the babies were nice looking. Yeah. You know, it just that's how it goes. So, you know, color is not something that, you know, color, I think, is the fastest thing you can fix. Pattern, um, if you breed a tiger to a bandit, good freaking luck getting the tiger stripes back. Um, it right. can take a bit. Um, but I definitely think color is the easiest thing to, to plug in. But it's also the one thing that when you do it right and you do it over a certain number of generations or even just one pairing, it's an immediate, like, satisfaction. Like, we all knew that V and Molly were going to produce kick-ass babies. And we knew before they shed for the first time that they were, were like, correct, good, we did it. <laughs> like, it was done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so and so that's something, you know, like you said, when, with Andrew Paris being so particular, but it's it's paid off because, you yeah. know, anytime somebody says, oh, who has nice-looking jungles, you know, most 100%. people, a lot of people would, would, would say that Andrew Paris probably has the nicest-looking jungles in the yeah. country. If, uh, if you're, the second you bend and decide to go back on something or be like, ah, I'll just get this thing and it'll work out. That's when the yep. one thing that you've been hoping for reveals itself. So it's like, I want the most badass striped jungle I can get my hands on. Yeah, this one's kind of striped. All right. You know what? It'll work. And then all of a sudden somebody produces or somebody makes available this male that has a gorgeous backstripe entire length of its body. Yep. But now you've just spent all your snake money on the guy that's kind of there. And that's yeah. what sucks. And, and it so- happened to me a bunch. Oh, definitely. And, and so, and that's why with that one, because, because I feel like it's such a unique look, that's why Mm -hmm. I want to be really particular, particular with that one. But then, you know, that what's interesting to me as well is that when you look at different people's lines of reds and how variable they can be, which just, you know, is an, is another one of those things I love about carpets. And I know you guys do too, because my MBB from Eric Hernandez Mm. is a stunner. You know, but she's very heavily tipped uh, with like black scales. So she's kind of, she has a kind of like a a tannish, you know, main color to her, really similar to the to the Yakapori Depot stuff Eric posted recently. Uh, right, sure. Yeah. But the, <laughs> well, well, that that kind of that kind of color, but on the sides is still, you know, as of now, has a lot of really like bright citrusy orange. Right. Like, you saw you saw that animal in person. At my house, that the red Yakapuri Depot. Yeah, are you sure? Because I was yes. so starstruck by the rhinos. Yeah, yes, 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 I am. I, I am sure because he's mine. <laughs> oh yeah, the one I posted up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's my boy. 
So yeah, <laughs> huh? I, yeah. I don't remember seeing that one. Like it's I said, one I just... of those, and that happens all the time. Where like you're 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 you have your blinders on because you saw one snake that you yeah. totally don't realize you saw like five others. It's like oh. Well, and that's right. that's the thing. Those the rhinos is a whole, are a whole another story because well, that was week. that was the first time in a while that I had held a snake and I and I got that feeling. Yeah, I need this. You know, you you know what I mean. You you, you sometimes yeah. you you hold a snake. Oh and, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> because I'll never forget how disrespected you looked when I told you to take your rough scales back and that I liked the, the rhino yeah, I mean, I more. Almost, I almost threw you out right there. I mean, that was you. You almost got heaved out the freaking front door. Because right. he's because like, the I, only saving grace is that you're like, but the rhinos are awesome. All right. Yeah, because <laughs> like, you handed me the rough scales and you're you like handed them to me like these like your holy grail like like you're so fragile (laughs) and you're like here you go and you're like you like do like the little knight like the way they kneel when they hand the story to somebody there you go (laughs) and i'm taking i'm like oh this is cool uh, and then I was like, but that rhino rat snake. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, shit. Yeah. But yeah, so so back to the, the red thing, you know, it's just it's just neat to me how different uh, those two two different people's lines of MBB stuff look because both of you guys have absolutely stellar animals. Um, but but I just want to go different directions with them both because they look so different from one another. The weird thing is that if you plug into certain red lines at different times, they're almost like completely different. Like Eric and I have 07 red Balin reds. Right. And they look nothing like the reds that he currently has because I went and I bought a 2018 red tiger and it's cleaner, it's brighter, and the pattern's better. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes you, you have to circle back and to plug back in to get – like almost like updates where it's like, um, and that that's probably probably partially from my own fault is that I never kept anything back from all the red tigers that I produced. Um, but it's just like one of those things where Balin reds look entirely different than they did back then. And I think in the next couple of years with new bloodlines and MBB stuff being plugged in that they're going to have another jump and it's going to be even crazier. So who knows? Definitely. So, what's your goals with the with the red stuff? Well, with the, right now the the two females that I'm raising up, the one of which being yours and one being Eric Hernandez, is um, you know with that one I, I would really like to pair it to the M pin male I have because uh, uh-huh. he has a really nice stripe and he and he was it was really different than his clutch mates in the fact that he kind of had a two tone look to him and um, and. Something Michael said, he was like, well, you know, if this wasn't a male, you know, it would be a holdback. Um, mm-hmm. And so I bought it, but I don't know if you guys ever saw pictures I, I uploaded of it, but it it really has this two-tone look to it to where from the, the bottom halfway up the side, it's, it's like pretty much white to where it okay. hits those little like portholes on the side. And right. then the, and from those up, it's red. Um, however, recently – uh, it, it shed like last week, and now it, it that all kind of blended together, and it's uh, and now it's just the whole. It looks more lavender than anything. Mm-hmm. Like it looks really similar. And this is something I, I message Eric about is is um, I was looking at it, and it looked really similar to that one that Eric recently got from Mark Goyer. Uh, and I was like, these look really really similar and then of course i look back on on his page and and, and you know that that came from a limpkey uh line coastal initially well so 
so those snakes, both my M pen and that one he got from Mark Gore were, you know, technically both, you know, limp key line uh, stuff. Yeah. And, and so it's really cool how that works out and how, you know, when people put the effort into, into projects, it pays off and is instantly recognizable because, you know, in the, the M pen stuff like the, you know, the ones you have, Eric, those are, you can pick those out of, out of a lineup and, oh, yeah. and know that those are M pens, you know, you, you can see a Bale and tiger from a mile away and know it's, you know, that's, that's not just a striped coastal, that's a Bale and tiger. You know what I mean? Yep. And so, yeah. and that's something I hope to do with, with, those reds that I have. And so the one from Eric, like I said, I, I'd like to pair to the M pen. I think they make a really good pair, you know, but also they're still really young. So you never know what could happen. Like we were talking about earlier, but then with the right. one that you recently sent me, that one is such a special animal. I think that I need to find an equally special male for it. Um, right. And I don't mind waiting and being patient for that because I think that's one of those things that will really pay off. Because ideally what I want out of that line is I would really like to have that cleanness in a non-jag form. Um, and I would really like to, to push, push the boundaries there of, of, the, of that, that, just that clean, low black look. Right. Uh, you, know, you know, how long that would take or, you know, what could really come of it, you know, I don't know. Uh, but I just know it, that's something I'm I'm pretty excited about uh, with with the red stuff in particular. And so those are my those, as far as Morelia, like those are my um, those are my like line breeding projects that I, that I'm really excited about. Right. And then and then my other you know carpet projects are are morph morph involved. Right. And I've and with the, even with those I've got long term long term stuff with like you know double recessive stuff. And then I've got uh, stuff too that's like. You know, you bring them together and you produce the combos, which is cool. Uh, right, but yeah. but I'm more excited about the red stuff than I am that. Uh, that's that's more instant gratification, uh, whereas the the line breeding is something that you can look back after you've you've put years and years into, and and really look at how far you've came with and be proud of what you have. And uh, that's 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 the sort of thing that I really like. Uh, is is, is, the, is when the your, time put when the when your when your when your time pays off, that's it's you know I, I I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you can you want to get your name out there, right? If, right. If you want to do that quickly, well, if you want to do that to where people are going to remember you. No, I was going to say the one, one way to do that is to really be specific on your pairings right. and, and work on that line breeding stuff. And um, you're going to have stuff that nobody else is going to be able to recreate, you know? Well, and, and also like when I go to my local shows here, you know, there's really no carpet guys there. Mm-hmm. You know, the only carpets I see are on every now and then on the importer's table, he'll have one or two, you know, uh, pop on carpets. And right. then every now and then you'll have somebody just, it just says carpet Python. And that's just cause they wholesale bought it from somebody else. And so right. I only think I've ever won, I've only one time seen somebody who had carpet pythons and it seemed like that's what they were into. And I, I don't even know who he was or where he went because I haven't seen him in years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so not only do I want to be, you know, in my area, somebody who people know for having carpets, but I want to be producing quality stuff. And that's, that's where I think the time goes into. And, you know, my, 
my the name of of the you know my my reptile hobby slash thing is you know VVS exotics, which you know uh, VVS when you're talking about diamonds, which is what I'm really into, um, is is that's the highest quality of diamond you can get is VVS. You know, it's very, very slightly included. And so that I kind of wanted to put, take that and put it into what I want to do in the hobby. And that's, you know, just produce really high quality stuff, you know, and that, and that's what I, again, kind of what we were talking about earlier. I don't want to just put stuff together just to say, Oh, look, here's some carpet pythons. You know, I want to breed stuff that has been handpicked and I want to put it together and, and really push the envelope and, and really push the hobby and carpet pythons and and to to the next level. I want to help do that um, instead of just being a guy who keeps snakes. Right. Well, that's cool. That's uh, that's some good goals, man. You know, um, <laughs> for sure. They're big uh, goals, but yeah, they're big, but but they're doable. And here's the thing: is that when you finally get to a point where you produce that first animal which is what you were imagining you would be producing now, you're going to be over the moon. I mean, it's sometimes these projects are long times coming. Like, you know, my first super caramel I produced, I was like, oh, hell yes. And then now that I'm starting to get uh, caramel exanic off the ground, it's like, all right, it, it's, it feels awesome to get what you were shooting for the entire time. So oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and so, um, I don't know. I'm, that, those are just things I'm really excited about carpets. However, before I'm, you know, really, you know, pairing stuff, you know, it'll it'll be a little while, and that's just because mm-hmm. I want to make sure everything is of size. You know, um, this year I'm actually I'm I'm taking uh, Eric's advice of I know he he cools and winters everything, um, yeah. and so I'm going to do that this year uh, with everything. I'm going to obviously I'm going to separate my diamonds and my bull snakes and do them separately. Uh, just cause I, I don't want to get my carpets as cold as I get my bull snakes and the diamonds. Um, but that, that's already kind of started. And, and so I think that'll be interesting, uh, to see how, the, see how those, the young ones do. I'll just be keeping a close eye on them and probably be pestering you uh, a lot. <laughs> no worries. So, yeah, no, that's cool. Um, how, how old are your diamonds? My, my diamond, my diamonds are two. They two. turn two okay. in August. Um, okay. And they're, you know, I've just taking my time with those guys. Um, so, and I cooled them. So last year I didn't 100% winter them, but okay. I didn't not winter them either. I, I listened to, yeah, I, I listened to that, the episode you guys had with Greg Heim pretty religiously. Um, <laughs> right. And I know yeah. he doesn't um, winter his, his diamonds the first year, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I was like, okay, but then I know also uh, some people do. Because, you know, like, like, like we say so often, you know, nature doesn't care how old you are. Right. So, um, yeah. so that first, for last year, what I did is I, I dropped them down. I moved them close to a window so they would still get some more night drop than anything else. Um, and instead of, you know, feeding them every 10 to 14 days, like I had been doing, I was just mm-hmm. giving them maybe once a month, a small, like a smaller meal. Okay. Just to make sure they weren't losing weight through the winter. Uh, because at that time I was kind of paranoid because I was seeing like clutch mates to mine and they all looked way bigger than mine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe I'm not feeding mine enough, but then again, you know, uh, but I think I'm doing fine with them. And, and so this year, you know, I, I give them their last meal of the year, uh, last Saturday and my, and I actually, I messaged Eric cause my female didn't take it. 
And that's the mm-hmm. first time she's ever refused a meal. And so, Isn't it weird when that happens? Yeah, and so <laughs> and so something Eric pointed out was like, well, maybe she already knows what the deal is. Because yeah. in my snake room, you know, I've got big windows. And so they, they obviously are getting a light cycle. And mm-hmm. they, I've got them at the bottom of the room below everything else. Uh, and so they're, and they're already experiencing a night drop anyway, because it's getting colder. Uh, so I think they, they kind of already have an idea what's going on, but, um, this year I'm, I'm really going to, really going to go full out and drop everything down. And so, um, what I, what I, I, heat, I do an ambient heat in my snake room with like the mm-hmm. oil filled, uh, heater. I found that was better than a lot of cords are going all over the place. Um, and so I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to cut that off at night. You know, what and then whatever it gets down to in there, get gets down to. And then in the right. morning before I leave for work, I'll cut it back on so it'll heat back up through the day, you know, so they're not just chilling down there. Um but you know, I keep my house at like seventy two anyway. So so you know, worst case scenario, that they're, they're not gonna get too cold, at least my carpets mm-hmm. in there. But I right. think I think low seventies is what most people shoot for with carpets anyway. Uh am I but you guys could correct me on that. Yeah. You're about right. I mean, it's, the lowest I would drop most carpet pythons would be 70. Um, maybe give them, if you really want to feel frisky, drop one night into like 69 degree territory, and then that's it. I mean, if you, if, if you, any further, I think is not needed for right. carpets. Um, you know, for other python species, I think you need to go further. You know, yeah. I, I've had success with liasis by taking them down to bread light territory. And it's like, okay. So, and that, and that's what I'm going to do this year for the, for the diamonds this year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to really try and go all out and pretty much get them as cold as I can get them in my house without, you know, without taking them outside. It's, it's harder than you think. When you think about it, you're like, it'll be cold in this room. And then you're like, it's freezing in this room. And then you tap it. You're like, it's 60. Oh yeah. Like it's not like you wanted to get down closer to 50 and it's just like, Damn it. And you have to, like, I, I've had to open doors from the snake room to a side room to mm-hmm. open up all the doors and do all this other stuff. I mean, uh, I, I, I've stopped caring. Like, I used to be uh, anal about opening the door to the backyard for the dog during the wintertime. Now mm-hmm. I'm just like, there it goes. Like, you know, if anything, it'll hit them down lower because they have their heat systems in their cages that will keep them from getting to, like, 20 degrees. But right. Having those cold gusts, I mean, uh, was it well, P, uh, PA? Uh, not yesterday, but the day before, we had a ton of hellish wind and craziness going on. Um, and then today was down into the twenties, and I saw movement out of my male olive pythons. I paired my teamors, and they didn't want anything to do with each other. But I also paired the womas, and they were all over each other. Like the male was spurring the female up and down. So. Some animals get triggered by other stuff, but, uh, you know, it's just, you got to watch. Yeah. And I, and I know I definitely, like I said, I definitely have the light cycle for them mm-hmm. that they're seeing, you know, every day, whether I like it or not, you know, uh, but, and I do, but, um, in, in North Carolina, you know, the, the way our weather is, is one day it can be freezing cold and the next, you know, you can, you, you know, you want to go out and have a cookout or something. And, right. and up right. until this week that it's still been that case. Uh, you know, last week I was, you know, out and about, it was sunny and great. Now this week I'm like, what the fuck? You know, it's, it's so cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it makes it a little bit, it makes it a little bit harder, but I think that we're finally getting into the, the cold 
And so I remember last year, something I stressed a lot about with my bull snakes is, you know, I need to get these guys cold, like cold enough that they brewmate. But, I, you know, what if I don't get them cold enough and they're just sitting here cold and starving and losing weight? Mm-hmm. Um, thank God that wasn't the case. I just ended up trying to breed two females. Um, but and so so this year, you know, I'm going to hopefully learn from that mistake and I'll be trying four four females this year. Uh, and, you know, hopefully I can get I can get at least one of them uh, to go for me. So we'll we'll see. But, you know, only time will tell. How much different are they than carpets? In what in what way? Um, well, they're not pythons, Eric. So that's the major um, thing that they're different about really? is that they're no, they're not the really? same species, hmm. not even the same classification, if you will, if you go by taxonomy. But they're still a snake. Um, um, I, yes, yes. Good, uh, good point. I, I think, like um, you know, keeping wise, um, you know, like. I think they are, well, are they difficult to co- to have them in the same snake room? <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's it's like you always like like we always say. There's no one right way to do things, but there definitely mm-hmm. is some right ways to fuck things up. Yes. Sure. <laughs> um, so, I mean, the way I think about it is these are North American snakes, so. They're going to be fine as long as I'm And we live in North America. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So so what I do is I I keep everything pretty much the same except my diamonds are on the bottom part of my room. And so they don't – the way the gradient is, I've I've got this big like wall-to-wall, like like six-and-a-half-foot tall thing up in building where it's got cages and rack and a rack in the middle. Mm. Uh, And so the diamond pythons are on the bottom, and they stay – I don't know. Uh, in the upper seventies, sometimes I'll be in the low eighties if if my house gets hot. Uh, but usually the ambient in my room is like eighty two, eighty three, and then the gradient by, based on what it is, I just move them higher up in the room or lower down. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas the bull snakes, they can be anywhere. You know, they they could be fine without any heat at all. Uh, you know, for not forever, but. Um, you know, if, if I needed them to. So I just keep them the same way I'm keeping my carpets. I would say that um, bull snake breeding is different from carpet breeding because you'll hear it happen uh, two rooms away because um, they are mouthy suckers. I mean, they'll be hissing and spitting and screaming at each other. And yeah, it's just like, we guys just to it. You guys just chill out, like it's fine. Like carpets, it's quiet. Like, but, but my, you know, the thing about my, so maybe I, the, my bull snakes are all sweet, sweethearts. Mm-hmm. I mean, and even the ones that I've bought from other people who, at the time, they're like, "Hey, this thing's real feisty," and you know, they open up the cage and it's hissing. You know, it's standing up in an S position with its mouth open, tail rattling, and you know, you reach in there and you take it out and it stops hissing. It's like, okay, you, you, you know, you're, you're you've not defeated a, me. You yeah. have defeated me, and that's the thing. And so, and and I handle my stuff, and uh, you know, I've, I've got, how many bull snakes do I have right now? Oh, a good a number of them, but okay. and and they're not, but none of mine are aggressive. Um, I've got one that likes to hiss when you feed it, mm-hmm. but other than that, they're pretty much silent, you know, and I've got some, uh, I've got like th- at least three bull snakes who I've never heard hiss ever. Mm-hmm. And including one that I mentioned that I got it from the, when the time it quite literally hatched, you know, um, I've truly had that thing its entire life and I've never heard it hiss. I, I had a pair of white sides. 
Um, and when I paired them, they would get themselves both so riled up that they were paired that you would literally be in the other room and you could hear them just still hissing and carrying on and puffing and you'd open the bin and they'd be curled up together and just kind of sitting there, but they would both be doing that heavy, heavy deep breathing, breathing oh, yeah. and hissing. And you're like, what? like and you guys sound like you're going to kill each other, but you're like underneath the heat underneath the, like a piece of cork and just relaxing. Like what will you pick? Like I expected the cage to be wrecked. Someone to be bleeding? No. Yeah. Fine. And that's one of my favorite things about them. I mean, other than they're just an impressive sized, you know, uh, colubrid, uh, and the killed scales, you know, they feel incredible. Uh, but that hissing and, you know, that, that rattlesnake mimicry with that yeah. is just, it's such, it's so badass. And like I just said, like mine hardly ever do it. But, and what's the most impressive thing is how loud it is. Like even a hatchling, I mean, a hatchling yep. bull snake can hiss so loud you'll hear it across your house. I was, and I was, uh, I had a baby that my cousin bought, and it was here for a little bit while he was getting things set up. And I would like feed it, and it happened to be at the top of the rack with all my carpet pythons babies after a clear quarantine. So I would feed it, and it would be in its little bin, carrying on and going nuts as I'm feeding all these other snakes. And you could still hear it. I'm like on the other side of the room and it's still going and all pissed mm-hmm. off and unhappy as it's eating. Like it's got a food in its mouth and it's still making yeah. that much noise. And then it's funny. It's like <laughs> after they, after they calm down and they're just kind of breathing hard, like they're out of breath and it's like, <sighs> but you can still hear it. But you know, I've got an adult pair of, of Xanax, um, that they're, they are monsters. I mean, huge bull snakes. And, you know, um, when they, when they get going, which they're kind, they'll hiss while they're in their enclosure, but when you get them out, they stop. Uh, but they're, they're so loud. I mean, it, and it's, it's really impressive. And I mean, you know, if I didn't like snakes, I mean, that it would scare the shit out of me. You know, if I, especially if you're walking through a field, minding your business and all of a sudden you hear that, you know, and you see a snake caught up, I'm sure, you know, scare anybody which it's a really good point yeah Yeah. it's a great defense mechanism unfortunately for them you know on humans it you know a lot of times it ends in in them getting killed right uh but that's one of my favorite things about them they're they're by far you know my favorite north american uh species it's also very cool because the babies come out of the egg that pissed off and fired up um, I, and I remember that the last time I had bull snake babies, uh, was when I had those white sides and I also had a pair of, um, I think I had a pair of albinos and I, and I got, uh, albino white sides the one year and they were just angry. Like the second they got out of the egg, they were just pissed off. Like they were hilarious. Another, it was this tiny little hatchling just mad as hell. Yeah. And another really good thing about them is. I don't think I've ever had a bull a bull snake that was a bad a bad feeder. Oh um, no, 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 no. They are I mean, they're like they're the garbage disposals of my reptile room. Uh and yeah, they're 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 incredible. I will say I, I'll tell you guys I, I had a freak accident happen with one uh that I had a couple years ago that was this, a real big albino and uh she regurgitated a rat mm. and on the way up the claw ripped open its trachea Uh, and so you know before bed i check on the snake and it's fine you know it had just eaten and uh then the next morning when i go to check on it it, this snake looks like an air balloon 
uh, in the worst way possible, and I thought she was dead. Um, mm. But when you when I when I went to pick her up, her like like I said, she was filled up with air because there was a hole to where when she would inhale, the air was going under her skin. Yeah, uh, as horrible as that is, uh, and she she ended up ended up passing at the vet. Uh, took her and they actually was crazy as at the vet they were like i think she's gonna be okay uh you know we're gonna administer some some uh you know medicine and stuff and just don't feed her for a few months just to make sure Mm -hmm. she heals up and then as i'm waiting on them to bring the medicine out she ends up trying to pass like a blood clot or something through the hole yeah and ends up ends up suffocating which was that was a that was my first that was the first uh snake i lost and man uh you you, i never would have thought it would be so hard uh and such a gut punch you know, to lose us, you know, a snake of all things. Um, yeah. And, and freak accidents like that, unfortunately happen. And then mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do to prevent those. And it sucks, but you know, um, yeah. And just, I mean, and like you say, it's just a freak accident, you know, it's not yeah. anything you could have prevented or, or done differently, you know, stuff just happens. And then, you know, also I had a, uh, a couple months ago, I lost one of, I had a pair of black pine snakes, which are mm-hmm. a really cool species. Uh, and my male, I called El Diablo because he was so vicious, you know, for a long time, I couldn't even get a picture of him with his mouth closed. Uh, <laughs> and, and then out of nowhere, he just, he just lost like a ton of weight, like it's mm-hmm. like overnight. Um, and then before I could take him to the vet, he had passed. And then, you know, I, I had a necropsy done on him and just, and then again, like nothing turned up on it. Uh, so it's just a, it's just a mystery. And then in, someone ended up, you know, being local and looking for a, a lone black pine snake as a, as a pet. So I ended up, you know, selling that one. Uh, right. but those are, those are really cool. Those are probably the closest I'll ever get to having an indigo. Uh, I have the, uh, I have the pair of Northern pine snakes. I can't have those here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I always liked pine snakes. We had them at the zoo that I worked for and, and they used to breed like clockwork. Um, but, it, it, it was this. Uh, I've had this one pair since they were very young, and last year was their first go. And I don't think they were quite ready. So this year is definitely going to be the one that we uh, are definitely going to try to get those going. Because my one, I had the pair of normals, and then I had a lone male albino, mm-hmm. and then I lost the male, and now I'm down to just uh, the the. I'm sorry, I lost the male normals. Now I have the albino male and the normal female. So right. Um, you know, I, I don't really want to do, uh, crazy pets and, or, or mutations of pines. They were always supposed to be just fun pine snakes, but whatever. Why not? Yeah. And I mean, they, and that's the cool thing about pine snakes is, I mean, just wild type, they look incredible. And mm-hmm. then, I, uh, you know, if you look at the stuff, uh, Jay Jacoby has been doing. Yeah. I like Jay. He actually is local boy. Yeah. He, he's, he's been working with those things for longer than I've been alive. Yeah. It's, um, and he's got some incredible stuff. If Joe Phelan could beat me over the head and take my female pine snake, he would, because he's told me this to, to my face. Um, <laughs> she's, she's one of those classic pine snakes. She has a ton of white on her. Oh man. And she's gorgeous. I don't post enough pictures of like the random shit that I have here that I don't talk about with people. Like, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't let people see like Eric posted up a picture of me recently on the chat with when he came over. Cause I pulled out both Vietnamese blue beauties 
And he's like, I, he's like, I haven't seen these things since they were babies. I'm like, yeah, well, I see them every day. It's like, right. I know, yeah, whatever. But how big, um, how big are yours? My blue beers? Uh, huge ones. I don't know, Eric, they're bigger than you. They were like six foot, right? Or Yeah, I would say they're probably somewhere in that range. But five, they're weird because they're such a thin bodied snake right. that you're like you're like, ah, it's not that big. And then you stretch it out, you're like, holy crap, it won't stop. Like it's I'd say they're close to six. I'd say my Karibos are bigger though. Right. And Karibos, aside from the rhino rats, I think that'll probably be one of the only other species I want to add. Uh, Dimercon is so much fun. But it's I, just like... I really like them. the yellow tails, but it yeah. seems like so many more people are into the unicolor or the black tails. And I, I spoke on, on Facebook with Mike Curtin, and he yes. said in his experience, the yellow tails are far more like skittish and defensive, whereas the black tails are more curious and you know, interested I, in you. I would say that would partially be because I believe there have been more clutches of captive born and bred blacktail in unicolor. Uh-huh. So I almost feel like we bred it out where a lot of the yellowtails that I keep seeing are still either wild caught, wild caught. Yeah. And of oh, yeah. course they're skittish. Yep. It's a wild caught. Oh, and yeah. they're not the weird thing about animals that are wild caught. People are like, ah, oh, I got a brand new, I got a baby, baby wild caught Karibo. That thing is two years old. <laughs> like it, it, that is, you know, it, it happens to be the size of a, like, you know, four year old corn snake, but it's like, that's a two year old. Like it's not a baby. Like it, it same thing goes with white lips. People are like, I got a hatchling wild caught white lip. I'm like, that's not a hatchling. That's a year old because hatchling white lips have the spots. spots. Yeah. Right. So you miss that. So very rarely, I think, do you see hatchling import dimercon. So I think right. yellowtails, a lot of them are, Wild caught or uh, I think best case scenario, captive hatched. I think there's very few people getting successful clutches. I know Black Pearl is one. Yeah, they're the only people I know of. But trust yeah. me, I, I, I drool on their Facebook page quite often. I, I'm not allowed to go over there because <laughs> if I do, if I do, I start contemplating Mexican, like, uh, oh, yeah. exanic Mexican indigos. And I'm like, I can spend $1,500 on another time or well, they have the, are you talking about, do you mean the uh, exanic blacktails? Exanic blacktails, and I think they had some other type of Mexican indigo that was like black and silver. Ah. It might not even be exanic. It might be that's just what they look like. Right. But either way, I'm not allowed to go back on the website. Well, that was they're I almost, got, I almost didn't get out of there without buying every single Dimercon I could get my hands on. And so, and that do you do you experience the same that same sort of behavior out of you out of your unicolors where they seem to be really like. Unafraid of you, but my my unicolors are very bold, and they also don't give two shits what I'm doing. Um, they're also hard to handle because they'll move mm-hmm. a lot, not in aggressive, just because they will not sit the hell still. Right. Um, but where I walk in, and most animals will kind of recoil if they're up against the glass. My unicolors will not move until I start like opening the door or touching it. Uh huh. So they really don't give two shits like what I'm doing. Well, and so. I think one of the things for, for me that got me so into diamonds is that that's – particularly my pair, they had that, that confidence about them that mm. none of my other carpets did. And I remember, I mean, from the time I, I first unboxed them, I mean, they just came right out and they're like doing that thing where they, you know, they stretch straight out and try and go up to your nose or something. Uh, and yeah. and that, that was just – I love that about them. And they're still like that to this day, you know. When I open their enclosure, they they come right out. 
None of the other mm-hmm. snakes do that that I have. You know, the diamonds, they come right out. They come up to you. They'll, you stick your hand out, and they'll crawl on it. You know, they're, they're not afraid of you. Um, and, and that confidence is something I love in the diamonds because I've also seen retics that have that same confidence, but it scares the shit out of me. Retics. Yeah, retics suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and that's it's and it's a it's a shame because my what my mantra or like not 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 mantra, but my motto at home is if I have to pull something off of me, I want to be able to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I you know. A lot of people want to act like they're this, you know, big macho guy. But if you get an adult retic that, you know, doesn't want to let you go, you know, you're going to, you're not going to get that thing off of you by your, by yourself. To be honest, you don't even need to get to adult status. I mean, yeah. a, a, a retic that's large enough to eat rabbits is going to give you trouble. Yep. And it's not, it's not fun. I mean, the second they hit over six foot, that's a large, cause six foot for animals is not, it means different things for different animals. Right. You know, a six foot carpet is fat and lazy. A six foot blue beauty doesn't look like it's six feet. A six foot crebo is just the word it should be. You know, a six foot retic is when they start really, if they have a bad attitude, really start causing problems. Yeah, and and they just they're you know they're built different, and it's the same way. Like a six yeah. foot boa is completely different than a six foot you know rat snake or something. Right. Um, and you know, I've been really interested in in the past, and you know, after I. I I had the pleasure of meeting uh, Garrett Hartle at you know the the last carpet fest, the last official carpet fest, and mm-hmm. and I got really into the super dwarfs. But when I when you look at the stuff he's doing, and then I come here back to North Carolina, and people say they have super dwarfs, I don't trust it because you know the last one I, I saw, you know they're like, oh yeah, this animal has lineage, and I'm like oh wow, cool, show me, and they pull up, it's literally just a text document that says male six feet long. Or no, like male nine foot long, female twelve foot long, and then it says, and it says they're morph, and that's that's it, that's that's, and they're like, this is its lineage. I'm like, no, that's a text document showing what the pairing was. Mean, you know. Right. Meanwhile, you look at you know some of the lineage, the records that you know, the some of the carpet guys have, and 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 even the conjurer guys too. That's lineage. When you you know you go back generations and generations, not just some something you know text on a piece of paper showing how long the animal was. I don't trust that. Hell no. So, yeah. That's so they were basically judging the length of the snake as yes. the parents. Yes. No. Yes, and wow. I'm, I'm, I, meanwhile, I'm scanning through what they have. I'm looking for names of localities. I'm looking for, right. you know, I'm looking percent for looking for percentage numbers and localities. Meanwhile, I'm just seeing morphs, and it just says dwarf, super dwarf. How do I, you know, I just that's not an animal I want to take a chance on because they're not cheap either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I don't know if I don't. I'm sure there there are plenty of other people who are working with them and who are just as just as reputable as as Garrett, but. Yeah, in that realm, I wouldn't take any chances personally. Yeah, um, but that's just because I'm not in. I'm not into that world. So all I know is 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 his stuff. Need to preface. Yeah, that I too. think that's a good spot. I don't. I, I know there's other people that do dwarfs and super dwarfs, but I think you know Garrett's sort of the sort of the guy, right? <laughs> He's sort of the one that's uh, leading the charge, if you will. You know, for legit, you know, super dwarf stuff. Right. You know. So I want to backtrack to, uh, to diamonds for a minute. Like, um, so what's your, what's your plans there? Like, are you trying to keep lines going? Are you looking to outcross? Are you like, are you looking for a specific look? 
Like what's, what's your project um, going on there? Right now, you know, as of right now, the pair I have, I would like to pair to one another probably in, okay. in at least another two years at least. Uh, but I also, I would like to get animals from all the bloodlines we have here. Uh, well, and you know, I, I look at, you know, Martin Roseman's collection with a lot of envy there because he's got, he's got a lot of really nice animals from a lot of different bloodlines. And that's, right. that's kind of the same thing I would like to do. I want to be able to have everything. I want to be able to cross them, uh, just so you're to limit the, limit the amount of inbreeding that you, that you have going on. Um, and you know, whether that hurts somebody's feelings in the diamond community of if I breed a San Diego zoo to a, you know, Riverbank zoo <laughs> Riverbank or whatever, zoo. that's fine. Right. That's fine. Because I would, I would, you know, that I, I just don't mind. Um, whereas, and I don't want to get too, too, any, too much further into it, you know, but you know, some of the best looking diamonds I've seen have been from lines that people claim aren't, aren't pure. Uh, because my favorite look on a diamond python is a black and white diamond with, you know, large, clean rosettes. Uh, it's hard to beat. <laughs> it's very hard to beat. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky, you know, people, you know, give me a lot of praise for having the one I, that one I have not praise isn't the right word, but, uh, you know, people really like the one I have or my female right. because she's, she's a really stellar example of the reduced pattern diamonds. You know, right. and my male, he's not, he doesn't look as nice as she does. He's, he's more, um, his yellow is more muddied with the, with the black. So he's a much darker animal and he's, uh -huh. he does, he's not as, um, his, he's, he looks like his, he's, he's looks like a black snake where a lot of his scales are tipped with yellow. Whereas the, my female, which I, I post pretty frequently is just a, She's she's black and yellow mainly, but the rosettes on her back are white, so they really stand out. And then you know, not only that, but her black is is that velvet black. You know what I'm you know what I'm talking about? Like uh, yep. on carpets, like they'll be yeah. black, but yeah. So so there's that. But with diamonds, I mean, I would like to add add animals from all the bloodlines personally, and I also don't have a problem with crossing them if they're you know if they're reputable. Um, that's the thing. I think I, that's the at least for me, that's sort of the point of having all the different bloodlines, right? That you yeah. can cross them and sort of have outcrossed animals, that, you know, because let's face it, our gene pool is kind of limited. You yeah, know? it's definitely, <laughs> it's, it's, it's nothing new is coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's small. So why not? You know, there, and, um, you know, I don't, oh man, these are, this is, this, this is a tough one. Uh, hmm. I, I don't know. I agree 100%, Eric. I just, I think if you have all the bloodlines, you should be able to cross them uh, without. Is that a thing? Without having. Afraid to cross? Uh, I just think so, so often people tend to keep it as what it is. Like, gotcha. you know, and just maybe not right. from the same clutch, but just, you know, let's say I have a San Diego Zoo and, and you have, you know, a clutch too. And then you right. know, get one from here, one from there. So you're not right. just directly inbreeding them. But right. you know, but you you are because yeah. How many San Diego Zoo line animals could there have been at one time? And also, how many diamond pythons were released into the zoos? It's like I love it when people start splitting hairs about zoo line animals, where it's like they they all came from someplace. They, and they may have, yeah, they may have all came yeah. in at the same time. Right. Uh, so so you really ne you really don't know. And and right to me and from what I've been able to gather, there's. 
the stuff that people claim isn't pure, it's, mm -hmm. it's hard to find proof that it's not pure. Uh, but then again, maybe, I don't know, I'm not speaking in, in, in facts or definition here, like, you know, anything sure. solid here. It's just on the information I've been able to gather. But sure. I just know, you know, diamonds are definitely my favorite species. Um, and I want to have all the bloodlines because they, uh, they have different looks. They, you right. know, if you Absolutely. look at, you know, you got your reduced pattern stuff. And then if you got like, for me, I think the stuff that Todd Dyer has, I think that has a unique look to it. Yeah. I like it. Um, yeah. you know, it, I, I it's His hard is, to, uh, it's hard to bail. pin down, but the stuff that I've seen from over there looks different than the, than the stuff I have, which is different than the stuff, you know, from all, from, from other places. So, right. I don't think there's a problem with, with crossing those lines as far as just to keep it as non-inbred as possible. And that, that's mm -hmm. my biggest thing uh, with those. Yeah. What's your, what's your, like, uh, what's your approach to keeping them as far as, like, you know, what, I mean, I know we sort of talked about this a little bit, but I'm talking about, like, details as far as, like, you know, um, like, during the normal part of the year or are you changing like photo periods? Is it just going with what's going on? Are you changing the length of time of the hotspot? Um, are you doing any kind of those things or are you just sort of leaving it and no, turning it off? Um, yeah. I just, during, during the year when it's not like winter time, yeah, they just, they have the photo period of, I have two large windows on, right. on the wall opposite them Sure, with no, with the blinds open. So they okay. see when the sun comes up every day. They see when the sun go down goes down every day. But right. I leave my ambient heater on twenty four seven. Now, obviously, that you know that's going to drop. You know, overnight as it gets cooler, it's you know because everything gets cooler. Uh, but but it only fluctuates. You know, whatever the house does during the year. Um, okay. And like I said, I also keep them lower to the ground so that they're they're all already cooler than the other stuff. Gotcha. So it, I'm not, you know, going too crazy or, you know, anything with it where I'm like, you know, I, I, a lot of people you know, do stuff like 12 hours on, 12 hours off as far as like light. But because I, I have the, the, window. Uh, the window, you know, I figure that's the, that's the best thing you can have. Hell yeah. I and and you see it. My diamond room. Mm -hmm. and, and you see that when they'll be up there at the front, you know, when, when uh -huh. the sun's out and, you know, at, at night they're, in a hide box, you know, or, you know, at the back. Uh, so are you giving them like, um, so what your, your, yours are what size are they there? You said two years old. Yeah. So they, they're what? They eat like, small rats. I don't, uh, three foot. Yeah. Like yeah. That? Yeah. Probably? Three foot. Okay. So are you giving them like, what kind of hide box are you giving them? Are you giving them, they have a, they have a plastic hide box for a while when they were smaller. I had a David Brahms 3d printed perch in there. Uh -huh. And what I, what I thought was interesting is they would be using it at the same time. Uh -huh. uh, like they'd both be perching at the same time, and uh -huh. they'd also both be coiled at the, like uh, in the hide box at the same time. But they didn't seem to prefer one or the, over the other. Uh, you know, I don't think they prefer to perch or to be or to be on the ground. It's just they'll just do both as they have access to them. They they didn't really you know it was kind of 50 50 you know more than them doing one or the other now as they get bigger and, and more heavier bodied um you know I, I think maybe that'll change but we'll see because the things i'm about the enclosures i'm about to move them into i've got mm -hmm. large branches in 
that go from corner to corner, like bottom to top. And yeah. so I'll, I'll be curious to see how they how they use those and and, and how often. Uh, I think you'll see a uh, at least with mine, and this could only be because you know I'm in here a lot at my computer, so I'm seeing them a lot and what they're doing and where they're at. Mm-hmm. But they have to be the most. Um, um, what's the word? Uh, you know, like I, I can I can set my watch to what their behavior is going to be, you know, uh-huh. I mean, like, you know, early in the morning when I'm getting ready for work and the sun is coming up and, you know, I, again, I have that big window, they're moving into like where their hot spot is at. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're just basking there for like the first hour or so and right. then we'll move away. You know, they might hide for a little bit. Sometimes I'll see them hide. Um, but then, uh, I've added UV, a B as of recently. Uh-huh. And, uh, I've noticed they've basked, under that as well so and you know. and as far as yours do you do you do you have do they have perching options in your enclosures yeah so that's the other thing i noticed with them um i did add in um uh, i have a nice big branch in the top one i have one you know another one in the second one the other two i'm still trying to uh find the right branch and you know decontaminate mm-hmm. it and all that shit but they're always on the branch them and that diamonds not as much as darwin's but Diamonds are high. I, in my experience, they're very highly arboreal, <laughs> you know, and they do the, you know, as babies, I noticed that they, you know, I don't keep the babies in tubs. I keep them in tanks. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Oh, how <laughs> could you? If, if, if any species you would want to do that for it, would, I think it would be diamonds. I would yeah. agree. Yeah, the, the 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 struggle is you know balancing the humidity and trying to get it. Luckily, here being up in the the far northeast, humidity is not a problem. Uh huh. Just naturally here, you know, that's probably for you too, right? I mean, being uh, on the coast, you don't struggle with humidity. No, right? not not yeah. really. No, uh, the only time I've I've struggled with humidity is is, and I, maybe it's just because I know to look out for it now. But during the winter. You know, when yeah. I've got the heat uh, on in my heat. house, yeah. the dry heat. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I also I keep them. I keep almost everything on cypress mulch. Uh, oh, so you have a little bump from that? Yeah, right? yeah. So I've got a little. And my all my snakes love dumping their water over. So nice. yeah, they they keep their own up. Yeah, <laughs> they, they they help you know keep their own humidity up. So that's a, that's yeah. another thing too. Yeah, and that's that's with them. Yeah, it's it's pretty much in you know like right before the lights will cut off. So what I do is, um, so for the adults, I sort of have it programmed on a on a, um, a herpstat, mm-hmm. so where the actual heat panel will slowly. Um, uh, this is like the greatest trick ever. I think mm-hmm. where did I hear that? Oh, when you were talking to somebody about it, I can't remember. What was it? I think it was the reptile and chill guys. Yeah, and the, I like never the, the, knew the, the, that the ramping it system. ramped. Yeah, <laughs> like I never knew it ramped Where up you and can, ramped you down. You can ramp it up and ramp it down so that, uh, like, my temps drop to seventy degrees at night. Whether the room actually gets that low, it does. I don't know, but it will slowly ramp down, and then it'll slowly ramp up. So they have a peak time where the temperature is eighty five, eighty six. For about an hour, two hours, and then it starts start ramping down. down. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, my hot spot is hottest at like three o'clock. Right. And that's it. And like... then it'll start to gradually go down. Mm-hmm. So it gradually goes up to just, I'm trying to mimic as much as I can 
what the outside sun is, is kind of doing. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, um, you know, it's amazing that the behavior that you see from that, you know, and I try to, uh, even do it to where they'll see the light from outside before they had the light in their cage so that it doesn't seem like it's light without the, you know what I right, mean? So right. it's like, it's sort of like they get a little bit of an ambient light. So the idea is that would sort of be like mimicking the sun oh, rising dude. on whatever. Well, something, you know? I, I, I can't wait to get a new room. Cause it's like, cause Melissa and I are talking about, we're going to have to move and stuff like that. And I'm like, uh-huh. God, I can't wait. I want dimmers. Like I want lights. To, yeah. I oh, want yeah. the light to gradually go up and like, I, Oh, it's going to be bad. And <laughs> it's something I've, uh, I've been really thinking about wanting to do is, is just do a year round night drop. Um, that's yeah. what I did. That's oh yeah, I do. I do that. They don't get yeah. no heat at night. It doesn't stop. Yeah. But, so just, do you just cut everything off at night and then cut it back on in the morning? I use yeah. the heat panels as a safety net where it's like uh-huh. I have them set to a certain temp, but I don't heat my room anymore. I just let it go. Right. And which is actually great because that's how I end up keeping the Asian rat snakes in the same room because it's just like so the room will get to about 70, 80 degrees. And then I maybe put in a few, like I have some heat elements in with the Kribo to bump up their cage to about 82 during the day Mm -hmm. at the highest peak. But that's it. I mean, I don't put any heat on a lot of the stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to see how with your setup, you have the sort of ambient temp, right? Mm -hmm. So Terry Phillip did that with diamonds and he was successful, you know, but like for me, you know, I, I started to go that route, but like, I just thought that there's something that like to get that cold temperature, right. Mm-hmm. That during the day they need to heat up, they need to get hot. Right. And then sort of like let it fizzle out through the day. You know what I mean? Like it's slowly going to disappear throughout the day, but like my room in here, like right, well, the other night when Owen was talking about how cold it got, I think it was like fifty-eight in here. Yeah. Mm. Well, also, you, it gets a lot colder up there for you guys than it than it does yeah. here. You oh, know, yeah. Well, yeah, um, we have that advantage. <laughs> so yeah, so so for me, you know, I'm kind of just winging it and hoping they get cold enough. You know, which is yeah. kind of sad to say, but you know, with with the weather here and stuff. Uh, so what I'm I'm gonna do is just with the diamonds is. I'm going to move them out of the, out of my snake room and put them in the coldest room in my house and right. put them by the window. That way they get cold. They drop down real cold, but also since they'll be right there by the window and the way my house faces, you know, when the sun rises, it's coming up right there. So mm-hmm. they'll be right there by the window. So they'll get that heat from the sun during the day, right on them. Um, and that's best that I think that's pretty much what I'm going to try and do. Uh, and so, like I said, they'll, they'll heat up during the day to whatever the sun let basking lets them get to. And then, you know, what my house is. Uh, and so hopefully that'll work. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 you know, I kind of hate to even say it like that. Cause like I said, I'm just, I'm, you know, I don't know 100% like we were talking about earlier, you know, different things work for different people. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're all living, yeah. we live in different parts of the country and, you know, yeah. you know, I'm not going to go do the, do the throw my diamonds in a cooler in a garage trick, you know, uh, but <laughs> so we'll, so we'll see. And hopefully that'll get them cold enough. Um, 
that you know that don't die early. <laughs> That's really what yeah. I'm worried about. I, hopefully, uh, they just don't die out of an early age. So, you know, that was the other thinking for me with well, specifically with diamonds, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you have this this syndrome that basically it was killing them as adults at a young age, right? And every, yeah. nobody could figure it out, right? So, like, why would you keep the babies? Like, why would you grow them? The same way you did the adults. The same way you did the adults that you killed. Like, I don't know. Yeah. To me, it would, I, you know, again, and, and I, I think I mentioned this maybe on a couple of shows back is when we were talking. And it's like, you know, I'm sort of throwing that idea when we were in Texas with Justin and mm-hmm. he sort of threw it back at me and said, well, how do you know what the babies are doing? And I was like, damn it, you and knowledge. Damn it. Damn, <laughs> damn you to hell. Yeah. yeah. Like it, yeah. But um, I don't know. That's just my guess. And so far it, it seemed to have, it seems to be working. You know, I got all the way to, to, to copulation. Right. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get any further. So Yeah. We'll and so, and, and like I said, you're, you know, you're doing it, doing it one way and I'm already, you know, I'm raising mine another. And yeah. like I said, the biggest thing for me is that I just want, I want my, these animals to have a long, healthy life. Uh, that's, that's the most important thing. You know, I just don't, I don't want them to, to die because I'm not, I'm not getting them cold enough or something like that. That's my, that's mm-hmm. my biggest fear with them. So, right. Hey man, if they're, they're, they're eating, they're shedding, they're, they look healthy, you know, you're on the right way. And if they're not constantly <laughs> hugging the, hugging the heat, then, you then know, you're, then you're already cold. doing okay. If yeah. not like always away from the heat. Then I sort of had to play with it a while, you know, because like I would note, and again, it's just paying attention. I would come in and when all the diamonds are on the cold side, mm-hmm. like, Hmm, maybe the heat's too hot. And I go temp it. And I'm like, ah, maybe it's too hot for too long. So then right. I would adjust it, you know, and then, you know, I would see a change in what they were doing and I was like, okay, maybe this is the sweet spot. And until I saw that same, um, you know, like you, you can see it. It's just all three of them, all, you know, it's like the three top ones are just doing do the, same, the same, same thing, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, okay. All right. I yep. think I got this dialed in now. Yeah. And that, and I, I think that's the same thing. Like I mentioned when, when I would notice mine, you know, they both be perching at the same time. And they both be in the hide box at the same time, right? Um, yeah, and that, and that was like, interesting to me for sure. Yeah, yeah, kind of like uh, it's cool because the uh, other ones, you know, there's there's no real rhyme or reason. I don't think, you know, to to the other carpets because they'll all be doing different stuff at different times of the day. Yeah, it's so it's so weird how different they are than carpets. You know, like mm-hmm. for me, keeping breeding, like. That's why I'm always like trying to pick Owen's brain. Like, how does he juggle all these different species of like trying to keep track of when you should be pairing and when? Like, I just would go crazy. Like, I mean, I don't know how he does it. I have a very, very nice um, uh, uh, spreadsheet, right? Spreadsheet, yeah, a nice spreadsheet that I that I constantly refer to on Sundays um, that I have to kind of go over and be like, okay. Now it's good. Yeah. So, so have you guys like already, coach. have you guys already like given your stuff like their last meals of the year? Yes. Not yet. No, not me. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. That answers that question. I'm probably going to, I, so I gave him a meal this past Monday. <clears throat> I'll probably give him one more and then that'll be it. Do you give them a, like a, a, a big meal as their last one or just a normal <laughs> The females, yeah. Okay. Females, I, think, I try to slim it down. They get smaller meals 
as we get closer to cool down. And then I turned my guys off. Um, I, I, I fed on Halloween and then that was it. Typically I do that, but we hit that, you know, we keep having these freaking like little, I know, but dude, like I keep going out spikes, 80 degrees, we keep spikes. getting close to 20. So, and like my room hasn't really yeah. been affected too much, but Mine neither. But then also, like, you know, the Collier Bridge, it's just enough to get them started, like, with the Kribo and stuff, because I put them together and they haven't murdered each other. So that's a plus. Um, and that that's interesting with the with the Kribos that you would winter them together, like, similar to, to like, the Pythons. They, um, they haven't had too many problems. Um, I'm probably going to separate them and feed them a little bit in, next week just because I want to make sure that they can – they're good. They keep eating. Yeah, and they're good. And it's not going to be like, you know what? You're you've been cool, but I'm really hungry. So, um, but the female just shed and she she shed about um around October around Halloween and then she just shed again, which is weird because it would never have pegged her to do a shed this early. And that fast. So I'm like, all right. Let so me, a little bit of a random question, but I just thought about hmm. you talking about sheds, and this is for Eric. Do your diamonds shed any any less frequently than your other carpets? My diamonds hmm. have only shed once this year. I feel like, as crazy <laughs> as that is, and they eat all they eat all the time. I would say no. I haven't noticed anything different. I I don't know. I'd have to look at the records, I guess. But nothing has stood out to me that it would be like less. Yeah, I don't. I just, I just know, like they, they very rarely shed because I love, you know, taking them out for pictures right after they shed. But you know, they just never shed, uh, which is, which is kind of odd because, like I said, you know, I feed them, you know, roughly every two weeks, and I give them good sized meals. Uh, So it's odd because everything else is, you know, growing like weeds around here. Huh? And they're growing. They're definitely growing. Uh, So just not shedding. Just not shedding. Hmm. Kind of odd. I just I just thought about that maybe, when you're mentioning sheds. Maybe because uh, they have a slower, you know, like their their whole system is just slower. It's even that's slower as far as diamonds go. I don't know. I have to look at the records. I'll have to let you know. I'll have to look and see. If yeah, that'd be know. that'd be interesting because I just I just it's just something I uh, I thought of like because I know I put um like I, I'm looking at my Instagram and I, I posted a picture. Uh, and on April, in April of one of my diamonds, I said she hadn't shed yet this year. And then I think she shed once since then. Wow. And that, you know, that was, that was April. So like one shed so far this year, which is kind of odd. Yeah. That's kind of weird. But in, I don't hmm. know. Unless Maybe I'm looking. I, I have you, I've never heard of that happening, but I, I mean, uh, I've seen it. I've had it. One of my snakes. One of my carpets ate its shed. I don't know why. <laughs> it's why it would do that? It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. If I didn't catch it doing it, I wouldn't have never seen it. I'm like, wait a minute, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I just. But I was just. I guess I was just thinking about that because I was thinking, looking at my mail the other day, and I was like, I really would like to take some nice pictures of you, but I was like, you haven't shed, and I was like, when was the last time you shed? And it's been right. forever. And for a while, I was really doing good about keeping up with all that stuff on index cards. And right. then, mm-hmm. and then I filled up the front of the index card, and then I just never started doing another one. I should probably get back because I was keeping track of like when they eat, when they shed, and when they, you know, defecated. Uh, which I don't know if that stuff is how important that is in the long run, but for me, I just wanted to be really on top of that stuff. 
I think it's a matter of like for that, I don't know, you know, Owen, what your thoughts are, but like for me with record keeping is like, I used the rep to scan. And for a while I was like, I was using it religiously. I wish I was then, that diligent. I really all, do. And then all, yeah, there's like little hacks you can do. Like you can put all the snakes in a rack and like when you feed it, you only have to scan one thing. One rack, it'll, yeah. It'll feed them all and, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think I kind of fell off of it for a while. But I think what it, it – what it keeping records for me teaches me what – I'm looking like it, it helps reinforce what I'm looking at. And then if right. I see some sort of pattern, I can quickly look back and see if there's any kind of pattern to it. Right. Especially when you get into breeding, I find it more important with breeding, just trying to like to, to nail down, like, cause I've, I've noticed that like females will always lay around the same time. Same time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so like if I know that this female lays in say March or if this female lays in February or this female lays in April, like typically my experience has been that they're going to always lay around that same time. Some of them to the day. Really? I'm actually going to start getting more into that because I have to start tra- tracking the ovulations of some of the rarer species with the ultrasound. Right. So how is I that going for you? To, have you? It's a fun machine that I haven't touched yet. I was about to say, I remember seeing you, you got that. I was curious yeah. if you figured it I, out. I, I'm, I'm waiting for my better half that has training in those things to touch it. Oh, I'm afraid that I'm going to be like, I'm going to put it together and be like, and we used to, and break it like a like it just disintegrates in my hand. And that'll so. be that'll be nice that she has that experience because like when I had yeah. the, had a sick snake, you know my my wife had a background in in nursing, and so they just the vet just gave me the medicine like at the syringes, and it was like. Mm-hmm inject these in your snake and i'm like what you know (laughs) which really an intimidating thing uh but but my wife was you know she had experience and so i was just like i'm gonna hold it and you go for it and it was and it was fine uh so it's nice to have nice to have some help there yeah so uh but the first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna be um uh we got a ultrasound first is the karibo female and then the Timor female, and then we're going to be starting to ultrasound the white lip female because uh, I want to introduce the white lips in January. What? That's were, usually when they do that. Were you looking for a male or a female white lip? Is which one is it that you're looking for? Um, always. Because I've and seen. Yes. <laughs> he said male or female. Not I said always. yes. Well, I said yes. I'll, I'll, I said yes. I'll keep um, an eye out for you because I've seen. I a need couple. a. I need a black face female. Which is rarer than seeing a large ape creature in <laughs> I think it's the, the continental like United a States. Chandra, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's never going to happen. So I need a black faced wet lip female, but I also have now a reverse trio of golds because I have my big captive born and bred male, which is bigger than any white lip I ever wanted to get. And then I have my two, I have my pair of wild caught, but my male wild caught is still tiny. Hmm. So I'm like, I'll add another female, but I keep like accidentally getting distracted by shiny things where it's like, I'll add another female. Ooh, false water cobra. And it's like, yeah, it's just, um, it's bad. That's what happened with, that's what happened with my group of diamonds. And for, you know, is like, I I had them and then I I kept planning on getting more, but then I keep kept seeing carpets Mm -hmm. and I was like, well, these are, these are a little bit cheaper. I can, I could just get these. And, uh, 
we say how that that turned out yeah i need uh to to, to be truly happy what i need now is i need a black face white-lipped female i would prefer preferably like to get 2.2 of both faces of white lips um I need a male ring python because this female over here is just driving me nuts because she's a lone female and I hate it. Um, I hate the fact that she's a lone female. I actually love her. Um, and then I need another pair of the speckled Madagascar hogs. And then I think I'll be good for a little, a little sure, while. Uh, a little. Uh, I also need like, you know, I, I need some more Dunai in my life. So I need those, Sam. Hmm. All right. Well, I, I asked because the last two like uh, reptile shows that I went to, somebody had like an a like an individual of the blackface. Of, of course. And it was, but it was young. You know, it was it was obviously it might have been like two years old. If I had to guess, I don't know much about them, but I just right. know it was a blackface, and I was like, hmm, I know Owen needs well, one of these. Well, the other problem is that the blackface used to be like five hundred, six hundred bucks, and now I keep seeing them for like thousand. 1200 like 18 and i'm like you're killing me you're killing me like i can't i can't justify it you're killing me like so yeah dang they'll get there they'll come back they'll come back around somebody somebody will bring them in or i'll break down and talk to somebody who produces a pair or two and go from there right yeah Mm -hmm. yep cool well we uh we're about at the two hour mark um I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to hit on? I don't know, Owen, if you want to hit the uh, closing questions. We can do that. Yeah, whatever. Okay. So, uh, Brian, the closing questions would have to be, um, if you could go anywhere in the world and go herping, where would you want to go and what would you be hoping to find? So, obviously, Australia. And Mm -hmm. there's three species in particular. And Mm -hmm. and And in no particular order would be diamonds. I would like to find Imbricata. And I also would really like to go to the Iron Range and uh, and find a chondro. And okay. I just, something about a, finding a, a chondro in the wild, I feel like would be just magical. Uh-huh. Just, especially like, imagine just like, you know, you see like a tiny little yellow neonate, you know, on a flower or something. Uh, that, that'd be so cool. That'd be, that'd be incredible. Okay. I'm with it. All right, and then uh, if you could add any species to your collection and not have to worry about legality or price, what would it be and why? Mm, there's some uh, – I knew this was coming, and I thought about mm-hmm. it. Uh, well, there's some there's some venomous stuff that's really, really cool looking, uh, but I just would never keep hots personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but, well, actually – and I take that back uh, – Probably some sort of crocodilian. I've been re okay. I've been I've been rewatching uh, Crocodile Hunter and mm-hmm. like the Crocodile Hunter Diaries and their their home videos and all that stuff. And uh, just as like a small like dwarf came in or something would be pretty cool. Uh, but if I, you know if it could be like a venomous something that I wouldn't wasn't you know did, wasn't gonna risk dying to, uh, mm-hmm. just a normal eastern diamondback, uh, I think is one of the most beautiful animals out there. Um, same with timber rattlers. They're really variable, which is really cool. I know, I know Eric, you've seen some in the wild, which is so cool. Yeah. Uh, hey, I was there with them, you know, yeah. come on. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't know you were there for the timber, for the timber. I was there for the timber. I missed the copperhead because I'm a jackass. How rare, <laughs> how are copperheads pretty rare up there? Cause they're like everywhere. I here. can't find shit. No. 
<laughs> like <laughs> Eric keeps fighting. Eric's tripping over them. There's a part and I can't where find a everywhere. single one. Yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. Well, it's like here in North Carolina, like every snake somebody finds, they think it's a copperhead just because they're they're you know pretty common. And even when they're not a copperhead, but I've I've seen mm-hmm. I've seen more wild copperheads than I have any any other species of wild snake. Right. Uh, which is you know interesting but the ones that, that the ones you guys have up there also look slightly different than the ones down here which yeah that is true yeah which might be a locality thing you know uh who knows yeah 100 percent. but yeah yeah speaking speaking of which when i mentioned the the crocodile hunter i uh-huh. i really don't think uh terry Irwin gets enough appreciation you know mm-hmm. because you know you know steve was the you know the 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 head honcho and the guy really in front of the camera. But every time he jumped on one of those crocs, she jumped on there with him. Uh, and that's, I don't know. I, I had, I have a new appreciation for that. Like watching it as an adult, than right. than, mm-hmm. than you do as a kid. Right? Oh yeah. But it's still, <laughs> I, I'm smiling ear to ear the whole time because it's such a, just a genuinely wholesome, whole program. I keep catching it like on like Saturday mornings when I'm sitting there drinking coffee, like Animal Planet, it just on. And I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. And then like, so the last episode I saw was him on on Komodo Island. And, I saw that one. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'm like, uh, I'm like, I love the dragons. And then he's playing with a Timor Python. I'm like, wait a freaking minute. <laughs> like, yeah, he found like, it in the tree. Exactly, man. It's a patternless rinka. Like I'm like, oh, what the hell? And like I'm going nuts. I'm like, wait a yeah, minute. That's and, the one he climbs up in the tree and he's like, I don't even know these were here. And, yeah. and I'm like, that's and he's like I'm going like, out there, there's massive Komodo dragons, and he's like petting it on the back and like messing with his yeah. tail. And he's like, This bugger could kill me in one bite. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, just, yes. And and, yes. and it's just the, the passion that, that he had for the animals is, is so contagious. You know, you can't watch that and not smile ear to ear, you know, even if you're not in a reptiles but um i've actually found it i've got it on demand um mm. because i have a spectrum for my mm-hmm. internet provider as well as like cable tv and they have okay. they have them all just on on demand uh so That's if you great. if you can check that out I, i'd recommend it if you if anybody out there you know here in this would was interested in watching them that's the only place i've seen them just like on demand right yeah. uh but yeah it's and it's really cool too because you know you you can tell that they've been married for a couple years and sometimes, you know, when they're, when they're doing something like there, there was one, you know, they're like, he's like, this is our, our oldest croc in the park. She's blind and she's got an infection in one of her eyes. So we've got to put, we've got to put ointment on her eye. And he's like, so I'm going to jump on her and he jumps on her and he's holding this croc by the head, you know, thrashing and stuff. And then Terry gets on behind him and she's like, do you want me to, to come around here or do you want me to do this? Do you want me to do that? And he's like, I want you to do your job, mate. <laughs> uh, it is, and to uh, me, that was just so funny uh, to, to kind of hear that. And then, you know, they go out and, uh, to relocate a, a snake that somebody found there in their, uh, in their yard. And it was a, like a brown tree snake. Right. And, you know, and Terry's just sitting there the whole time holding the bag open. So he'll put it in there and he keeps starting to put it in the bag, but then he'll take it back out. And he's like talking to the guy and his kid about the snake. And she's like, all right, can you put it back in there? We got somewhere to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Enough's enough. Yeah. Stop playing right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's Anyways. Cool. Awesome. So, uh, and the other thing is, uh, would, if you could add any reptile to your collection or do you have any plans on adding a certain reptile to your collection this year? Uh, those rhino rats from you, uh, will be, I, I was poking them earlier today. Cause like they were, they were going to go, but then it became like 
10 degrees here and I didn't realize that my yard. So my grill went stumbling down my yard uh, because of the wind. And then my neighbors, their trees fell down onto their house. So I come outside. I'm like, well, shit. It's like, I'm like, I'm glad nothing left today. Like, Holy crap. Yeah. Those will, uh, those will be the last, last snakes I bring in this year in general. But as far as like yeah. species adding, uh, damn it'll it. be. You shouldn't have mentioned them because now people are going to ask if they're available. God damn it. <laughs> All, no, they All they know. No. no, they know. No, there are none available right now <laughs> right. except for the two that Brian paid for months ago. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, no. So so it'll be, it'll be those. And then after that, um, like I said, I mentioned earlier, I, I've, wanted yellowtail crebos for a while mm-hmm. but i don't i probably won't pull the plug on those but however um i don't know the scientific name of them or the latin name but they're they're rhine rat snakes do you okay. know what i'm talking about they're like they're like blue or turquoise and they have like yellow bars down their back yes uh i don't I, those those really really uh are eye-catching to me if if i were you with the with the yellowtail and the dimercon there are enough people now that are working with those that I, I, I somebody's going to hit a clutch. And yeah. Well, they're not I, I terribly almost, expensive from black. Right. And, I, and I, and I almost say like, hold, keep your powder dry and just wait for the babies. Don't, don't duck onto something like, you know, get, get like an official captive born yeah. and bred some stuff. Yeah. Other than, so. other than black pearl reptiles, the only ones I've seen were like adult imported animals. And they're like right. these massive, you huge. know, huge yellow tails that literally just came out of the forest. Uh, right. They're huge scarred. Yes. Thin, and it's just like, no, <laughs> probably, <laughs> I don't really want to do this. Probably really angry at the world. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so, so that's, that's the thing. They've been interesting me. You know, I saw I saw one of them at a reptile show a couple of years ago, and it really caught my eye. Um, yeah. And they're just a really – there's some real high-contrast ones out there that are just amazing, amazing. I, I, need, I need a bigger facility so I can get my Crevos in some bigger cages, and then I can possibly dabble into other large colubrids because, like – my Chinese king rats are eating me out of house and home. And I'm like, Oh crap. How, you guys are going to get big. Soon. How big are they now? Oh God. Um, they're pretty small when I was at your house. They're the size of probably about a pine snake right now. And that's because I've been holding them back mm. because their cages are not ready yet. Cause I, um, they will be, their new cages will be arriving in January. Right. And I'll be able to move them into four footers. And then, their old cages are going to become the false water cobra cages. So right now though, I'm like, I'm holding them back, but if I really wanted to, I could really turn up the heat on those guys and they could easily be up to like Crevo size before I know it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And the large colubrids really, really interest me. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, I'm just, it's like you said with you know with needing the the white lips, you just keep other stuff keeps catching your eye. Yeah, you know? and I'll yeah. see something like, man, there's no way I can let this deal pass me by, or I'll really kick myself. And so I'll I'll just keep getting more projects instead of you know. Well, that's that's also my issue is that I want cages, so I'm like I need more room so I can get more four foot and six foot cages so that I can put 
my big colubrids in them, not just the pythons. Like, you know, you need, you need cage space for them too. So it's, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. We'll get there. Definitely. And I'll, I'll one last thing before yeah. I will say, I, I recently discovered or saw somebody else say for large hide boxes for large, larger animals. Mm-hmm. I know you use those bins that you can just remove. Uh, yes. But if you get the oil, like oil drain pans. Yes. Those are. I think that's what. Um, I think it's what April uses. Uh, right, Eric. Yeah, I think so. Because I yeah. bought like four of those tonight, and then I just mm-hmm. because I you know install I install cabinets for a living, so I've got all sorts of tools and stuff, and so I just took a three you know a three inch hole saw that I use for cutting plumbing and sinks, and I just you know put a hole through all of them to stack together one time, and in thirty seconds I had you know four large hide boxes. So yeah. and they and they each were like two dollars a piece. Yeah, I mean, I I I love the bins, and I showed Eric when he was here that um, I love like, your bins. I'll stop cleaning the bins once we start getting into winter. Like if they, if they, you know, I'll obviously clean them if they get filthy. But if there's a little bit of urate in there, yeah. I'll leave it because then the female gets more and more comfortable, and that's where she's going to leave the eggs. Right. Right. So and, and yeah. it seems like that's. I mean, you know, everybody always says it, but that's when your snakes like to shit the most. You know, yes. right after you, mm-hmm. right after you clean it. Uh-huh. And what, so, you know, that, that's what, that's what, you know, is, is one of the more frustrating things for me is my, all of my snakes like to dump, dump their waters over. Yeah. Um, it's the rhinos used to do that a lot, but now that they're in the big tank, um, they kind of don't, they just go and sit in the water every once in a while. Do you, but dude, they have become vicious since I put them in that tank. Like you cannot reach your arm in there without three rhinos biting it, and it's like stop. So are you are you cohabbing all three of yours twenty four seven now? Yep, feeding is fun. <laughs> how, so so how, how do you do that? You like lure one aside and like grab the other. I one, I, I kind of take the mouse and I lure one to one corner, lure one to the other corner, lure the third one to like the top of the cage. But then there's always that one that it's like I don't know where the head is, and the other two are like just eating it fast um so i'll always have a bin nearby because whoever is either taking their slowest or finishes quickly i'll just hook out and right put in the bin right because and even then um we haven't had any issues but it's definitely not something you can just like throw three mice in there and walk the hell away oh, yeah. so um but also because they're adults and they're all really good body weight i am not feeding them as frequently as my other species mm-hmm. so um, how, how often are you feeding them? The, like the adults? Maybe twice a month. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe like, you know, now they had their last feeding and they're done for winter. Um, and, uh, you're starting to see them because their, their cage, same thing is has timer lights. And then it also has a, a heat that turns on and ramps up and then dies when the lights go off. Yeah. Um, and they're just going to do whatever it is, is going on, but, uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to breed in this setup, uh, but we'll see. I'll, uh, I might have to drop them down a little bit lower, Yeah, which is hard to do in the living room. So, <laughs> yeah, well, um, you know, thank you guys so much for having me on. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. Uh, I was honestly, man, I was really surprised when you asked me if I, if, if I'd be willing to come talk to you, um, just, I, I figured it would happen eventually, but I figured, mm-hmm. I, honestly, I thought it'd be a couple more years uh, <laughs> because, because, um, you know, I know you guys always say like, you know, you don't, you don't have to, you know, be breeding to be somebody in the hobby, 
Sure. But but really, I mean, when you when you look at it, like I, I really don't know anybody other than like Ari Flagel who who's not known for being a breeder, but is still like somebody who's like, oh shit, you know, that's Ari, you know. <laughs> right, right. So oh, and also I uh I reached out to uh Keith McPeak. Yeah. Uh, I heard I heard that he was moving to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And so I, I messaged him and I was like, hey, uh if you're interested in making a making a uh, a new young friend, uh, I'd be more than willing to to meet up with you and have a have a, a coffee or something sometime. And he he said absolutely. So, that, uh, you'll like he's got um what does he have, Eric? Those red pints. Well, he he's yeah. they're bulls. Uh, red bulls. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm like what are yeah, those? We, yeah, we we talked we talked a little bit. I you know I just I told him because we had met at Carpet Fest, mm-hmm. but I just and I said that I was like you know we met at Carpet Fest, but I just wanted to you know reach out again and you can you know you just got to be a sponge around keith you can get so much stuff just oh, based yeah, off of that man. and you'll be sh- like and and he's the epitome of a collection where he's like i just have stuff that pleases me i don't give a crap if it breeds or if it does that but it's i told just, it's i told uh, my wife I, that you know i was like i was like yeah we, we met him and uh i was like he probably has one of the nicest reptile collections i've ever seen pictures mm-hmm. of uh which is which is cool because you know He's just got a lot of yeah. cool shit. Now I know there's somebody here in the state, whereas I really don't know any, I don't know anyone else in North Carolina yeah. that like works mainly with Morelia. You know, I know, I know people who have like a bread lie, you know, uh, yeah. so, but, right. but that's it. So. Yeah. And Keith's got a bona fide pair of gelatin jungles. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, <laughs> well, yeah. But he's got some, he got some cool, really cool shit too. So. Oh yeah, well, I mean, like you know, if you you there's like, I mean, I guess if you want to count the Sanzinia and the Bull and I and the Argentines and the, and the Blackheads and the Emeralds, and I mean, birds. I guess if you want to, in the Hog Islands that he's got that are absolutely gorgeous, you know, I, I mean, yeah, it's all cool. right, it's maybe, <laughs> but then there's Shalotten jungles. I mean, like, what the hell? Yeah, you know, those are definitely at the top of the list. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much again. And, uh, you know, I uh, look forward to doing this again in the future sometime. Yeah, yeah man. definitely. Uh, did you want to throw out any kind of Facebook yeah. page or anything like that? Uh, well, uh, or do you, you can... want anybody to talk to you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you definitely can. Um, so my, my Instagram is VVS exotics, just VVS underscore exotics. And mm-hmm. the Facebook page is, is the same thing, but there's far less activity on there. I don't. I don't know why, but uh, I seem to have more uh, more engagement with with the community uh, via the yeah, the Instagram. Yeah. You know, no one no one ever really messaged me. The only people who have messaged me on Facebook about snakes are live on the other side of the world, <laughs> and there's nothing I can do to help them. You know, I, I I do love it when they're like, "You ship to Spain?" No. Yeah, I had someone <laughs> ask me if I ship to Belgium. Uh, if I would ship my diamonds to Belgium, I'm like, no. Uh, and then I had somebody message me last night and they're like, Hey, do you know, uh, do you know where I could any good green tree Python breeders? And I was like, yeah, where do you live? And they're like, New South Wales. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no sorry. Sorry. Uh, sorry. I live in the United States. Sorry. Uh, right. I don't know any breeders over there. Green trees. But yeah, so that VVS exotics on Instagram, if, if you want to see uh, any of my snakes, 
or talk or reach out and ask me anything or tell me about something I said on here that was wrong. Uh, that too. <laughs> yes. File all complaints to Brian. We don't want to hear it. Yep. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. Perfect. Well, uh, again, right, thank you. You yeah, too, dude. We'll catch up with you soon. Okay. Bye. Right. Yeah, all right. Uh, cool. Cool stuff. Um, yeah, Brian's a good guy. He, yeah, uh, he's, he's, one, he's, of the he's definitely one of those. Exactly. I was about to say that he's definitely one of the up and comers who's got um, seems to got the, 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 the right kind of gist and the right kind of um, passion that we like around here, um, even for non Morelia species. Um, and dude, he was like, he was all, he was more excited about the rhino eggs than I was, I think, when I told him about them. Like, you know, it, so, yeah. oh yeah, he was, he's had his name there. There have been two people who've had their name down for rhino babies from the second they hatched. Keith is one of them. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, so it's, um, yeah. Nice. So, cool. Cool. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. For us, we only have a couple more shows before, uh, before the end. And of then the year. we're closing the season and then we come back yeah, in, we in have, January uh, for the 10th season. Yes. We have uh, shit. we have some things we're shaking up a bit, yes. Um, but I'll leave uh, more. Uh, we'll t- put the little teaser the out tease. there. Yeah, you know? we're and, doing uh, things, people. Yeah, yeah. And twenty twenty one, we're gonna try to uh, you know uh, make it more interesting again. You know, yes. <laughs> you know, so with the fir- our first evolution is we stopped doing the show on Saturday. The second evolution stopped doing the show on Tuesday. The third evolution is we started recording the show. Now we're doing other shit. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So some. Uh, I, I think it's going to be cool. So yeah. <clears throat> Stay tuned. Eric's for that. actually firing me because my contract only goes to ten seasons. <laughs> I'll I'll be replaced by somebody. That's why I'm who will, all these young bucks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh you know? yeah. You're. This is a. I know this is a freaking um, audition. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> yeah. I have the yeah. right. And then what's going to happen is is that the new co-host will be playing Owen. So they'll just be pretending that they're me and you'll just pretend like somebody's like, well, that's, that's not Owen. What do you mean? Of course it is. So like, yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so pay attention to that. Uh, and uh, I, I think we'll probably go more in depth about some, some things in, uh, in the, sure. holiday show. the holiday show, which is coming up, which yep. is going to be insane. If you have a, a list of grievances that you would like for us to air, out for you on air, please send them to uh, info at moreliapythonradio.com. Include your name and your list of grievances. And if they're really funny, we will, we, I swear to God, I will read them. (laughs) I I want to, I want to know them. So, um, and then of course, obviously the holiday show, uh, we encourage you guys to listen and uh, pour yourself a cold one and just kind of relax, especially after, this kind of a fucking year. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, this is going to be one hell of a year to close out. Oh, my God. Sure. I'd be so happy. Yeah. So um, definitely check that out. And uh, so should we I, tell them that we're possibly going to do. We're looking at. Uh, well, well, let's put it. Let's put it out there. Let's see how people it. react. Yeah. <laughs> so we're looking at the idea of possibly live streaming the holiday show. And if that's an idea that you kind of like, let us know. Yes. Um, and we'll see if we can get it done because obviously the holiday show is something different, weird and special. And it's the only time where I can get absolutely hammered Yes. and tell 
you all before I even told my family that I'm engaged. Yes. Which is just, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah, but anyway, um, if that's Rip something, you, lover, that's what's yeah, I, I just yeah, this these people, you, my people, <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's just it's wrong with me. Right. Um, if that's something you guys maybe want to see, uh, let us know. We're working on that. Um, if it, you think it's a stupid idea, let us know. Uh, but obviously, like I said, if you do have a list of grievances that you want us to air during the holiday show, the traditional airing of grievances, let us know. We'll throw it out there. Um, yeah, I think yeah. the idea for the holiday show right. and doing it live is, uh, is sort of like to get the, uh, you know, just hanging out as a group, I guess, because we didn't have Carpet Fest. Yeah, and we, we feel bad about people, that. And, you know, you know we want to we have something to kind of reconnect us. So yeah. um, I think, I think it'll be cool. I think it'll be fun. So we're still looking into it, but we'll definitely let you guys know and give you guys enough of a warning before that happens. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll, so, I'll be drinking whiskey. And uh, no, I can't do that again. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. I'll be drinking whiskey. Um, um, maybe I'll drink whiskey. Um, so uh, I only got a couple things. One calendars are still available. There's still yep. some, but listen, I'm telling you, uh, they are selling quick. And um, don't wait. Not a lot left. So if you're looking for them, go over to MoreliaPythonRadio.com. And on the front homepage, right <laughs> down there in the middle, you can click right there. To buy, yes, Owen. I've been working. Yes. Oh my god! So the there's fuck a button. Happened? <laughs> there's one button. If you're in the U.S., you click that. It'll take you to the page. There are buttons now. If you <laughs> live outside the U.S. for shipping, it's twenty-seven. Inside the U.S., it's twenty. It's right there. Great little uh, gift for your, um, you know, uh, for yourself. For somebody that is into reptiles that you think would be cool. I mean, having a calendar in your in your room and uh it's pretty awesome. The calendar you've seen it, Owen. So you I do. I, I have my copy. I finally got it. Uh-huh. You know, looks yeah. pretty good, right? Yeah, I like it. So it uh-huh. the calendar in the room has always been helpful for me because I'm like that like I'll write stuff down on it because yeah. I don't know, I just never keep I track of these things. Shit on it, yeah. You know? Like, yep, like uh, this is when she's due. This is when you look for eggs, and it's one of those right. things where it helps. So, and also, it's yeah. cool to have. So, um, definitely jump on that. And uh, yeah, I think my favorite thing about it is that it's really not. It's not my snakes. It's not Owen snakes. Nope. Like it's it's all the, all the listener snakes. You know, so right. all their collection, and you get to see amazing stuff from all around the world, and. Uh, this is a cool thing. But if you're interested in that, like I said, supplies are limited. Um, if you have ordered them, they're on the way. Should be there soon. Hopefully it's not delayed like my gelat jungles where I go in the rob. Um, <gasps> yeah, they get delayed a day. Oh my god, it's the first ever time snakes are delayed. Never oh, no. had, never had it happen. So I've had it. Oh, it's terrible. I hate it. No. Yeah, it's horrible. No. It's horrible. So I was debating on whether or not to put a heat pack in, right? You know, oh, my I God. Know. Did you put a heat pack in? Oh, hold on. So <laughs> I, I, I went back and forth. So Rob shipped me. Oh, this beautiful Tully jungle, man. Oh, that. Oh, that came? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, I love, oh, I love that animal. Oh my god. god damn, there's Timors in that box, but Holy Jesus. Shit. Yeah, I loved that team. Yeah. And the Darwin. So they, they and, and and the Darwin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dar- it is a beautiful Darwin, too. It's man. a beautiful Darwin. It's also a dick. Yeah. But it's like <laughs> no, it's pretty cool now. I had it. All right. But it could so you know, me and Rob have had this talk a long time, and you know, maybe we'll talk about it at the show in a long time. But whether or mm-hmm. not when you should put a heat pack or when you shouldn't put a heat pack, right? And it's like right. it's one of those things where it's like you know, especially with carpets, you you know, sometimes with reptiles going too hot can be a problem as opposed. Oh, yeah, I think it, they're way more of in danger yeah. of overheating than you are anything else. And I yeah. sit there and I was like, I went back and forth, and I'm like, mm-hmm. should I put the heat pack in here? I said, I am shipping it to Rob. He you know, I know he's, 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 he has certain thoughts about this or whatever. And I don't want to like, you know, so I'm like, I said, you know what? I'm going to put it in there. Oh, yeah. thank God. I, <laughs> and I was like, I just have a feeling that I should put the heat pack in, you know, <laughs> heat pack in, send it out. Everything's cool. Whatever. Rob goes and he's like, Hey man, uh, yeah, I went to pick up the snakes. Did you get any kind of tracking that says they're there? And I'm like, Wait, what? I never even thought to look at it because I've never had You're this. Right. So I go and I look and it's like, yeah, it's in Indianapolis. Um, we got a problem. That's <laughs> not okay if it's in Indianapolis, dude. That's not Denver. No. So yeah. long story short, snakes made it. Everything was great. Everything uh, turned out well. Of course. Oh god. And bulletproof. Um, but uh yeah, they were perfect, you know. And uh I'm glad that uh, I put that little heat back in there. So uh so. I've only had two snakes ever delayed a day. And I, I, every time I had the 48 hour heat pack in there and I'm like, Oh, thank you. God. Yeah. So yeah. A hundred percent. So, and now for me, for the season shipping is done. You're done? done. Yeah. Done. I'm done. I got one more and that's, uh, early next week. And then we're, and then I'm done. I'm shutting down. I might squeeze one out maybe after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. That week, that week at the beginning of December, but after mm-hmm. that, it's I'm it's done. Yeah, because no shipping's going to start getting crazy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, nope. Sorry, but, but so um, for me, this weekend is uh, the Oaks Reptile Show. They have a reptile show. Yeah. Hey, hey. PA. No shit. Okay. In Oaks, apparently they rented out the biggest hall at the Oaks Expo Center. Oh, okay. Um, which this reptile show is not no is nowhere near big enough for that hall. So that they, they did this, so they could do social distancing and everything, and to have half the capacity of that room. Right. Which I mean, like, dude, the, the when the dog show comes to town, they're in Hall A. Oh, like, I got. Oh, you. yeah. So. Um, they're doing that. And I, I called up the promoter. I'm like, you guys got tables left. He goes, yeah. I'm like, all right. So I'm going to go quick vend over there this weekend. Ooh. Okay. Mm, I'm going to try to get some shit out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? I went and I bought these really nice locking tubs. I'm going to shove some retics in them. (laughs) 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 You buy the retic, you get the damn tub too. To get uh, these things the hell out of here. So, how much would it take to put this? How much would it take to put this retake in your hands today? Yeah, I mean, what do I got to do for you to take you, these you animals and never let them come back? You got to mutton it, man. You got it. You got to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm gonna have to. Set, I'm gonna have to put my charm like, on to drink yeah. so much coffee. Right. God. 
That's cool. All right. So if you want to go see Owen this weekend, he's out there and, uh, you know, um, actually by the time we air the show, it will have passed. So, um, oh, yeah. if, I have, Never mind. Yeah, if I have COVID, we know where we got it. Uh, so, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> don't say that. We don't want you to have COVID. At least wait until the break. <laughs> Listen, if you're going to have a debilitating disease, do it during the break. Be, yeah. you know, come on, Owen. Yeah. Professionalism. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Hold it together, <laughs> would you? All right. MoreliPythonRadio.com is the yeah. website. MoreliPythonRadio. Or uh, info at MoreliPythonRadio.com <laughs> is the email. We, uh, you know, I, I'm just going to wait for that. You can follow us on Instagram and you can follow yeah. us on Facebook and we'll yeah, wait wait wait, we figure it all out. But um, if you're changing, if you can find another Morelli Python Radio Network. On Instagram, do not panic. It's not, it's not fake. We're working on things. Yeah. Okay. We got things are happening. So people, you, know. you guys, we love you guys, but like you guys are all over that. It's like there's somebody else out there. No, no, no. no. It's us. Just, it's a, just it's calm down. Like it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and then for me, ebmorelia.com, yep. and you can reach out to me at eric at ebmorelia.com. Perfect. Um, for me, rogue-reptiles.com, also rogue reptiles on facebook.com, and rogue underscore reptiles on Instagram. Uh, I'm shutting down shipping pretty soon, so if you wanted to get on something, get on it now. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Then we'll say thank it. Thank you all for listening, and we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night.